0: To... Hey MSM, see you on the list. <laughs> Back attack, dude! <laughs> fun boy Hey, your hop is good. Slide down in big hills. You know what I mean on the big, nice burgundy snowboard. Welcome to another beautiful day here at the Bombhole, which is presented by Pub Beer, purveyors of cheap fun. When life gives you lemons, say f the lemons. Drink pub beer. Now, today in studio, uh, co-hosting, we have Colonel Kotzenberg, a.k.a. Sage. What's happening, Sage? How we living, dude? I'm glad that you're in here. The banter is going to be flowing like the salmon of the Capistron. We got Silk D on the boards back there. What's happening, Silk? Another day, another dollar. Love that. And Mia Brooks is in studio. What's happening, Mia?
1: Not much. How are you?
0: Doing great. You guys brought <laughs> the... Uh, you guys brought the bad weather from uh, Great Britain.
1: Yeah, I hope you like it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you feel right at home, huh? Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> so my question to you is, what do you think of Silk D's fit?
1: It's, uh, this
0: is great. Immediately I point think- the lens. At
1: me. <laughs> 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 I'll use one word. And I, I'd say jazzy. <laughs>
2: jazzy. Jazzy. Wow, that's
0: good. I great. will take that. Yeah. yeah, that is. It is a jazzy you. fit. It's huge. Would you say he's got drip? Or I'm just trying to use some <laughs> cool words. No,
1: I'd say. He's getting the drip. He's
0: getting the drip.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Well, I'll take it. (laughs) Mia, I think, is our youngest guest we've ever had on the show. It's usually old heads uh, in retirement, uh, maybe going to die of natural causes soon, so it's good to have somebody young in studio. It's a bit of a relevancy thing. It's a relevancy situation. Yep. Uh, And so for those of you who don't know who Mia is that are living under a rock, uh, Mia is the current X Games gold medalist in slope style, first woman to do Cab Twelve. and Cab 14 in competition, BBC Young Sports Personality of the Year. She's the youngest to win world champs. She's only 17 years old. She's the pride and joy of Great Britain, and she's currently making competitive snowboarding too much fun to watch with her relaxed and timeless style. So let's get into it. Let's chop it up. Now, uh, Sage, are you you wearing the medal? Maybe. What's going on? What's happening? I stole what you, it.
2: You jacked it. <laughs> I, I
0: <stole> it. <laughs>
2: wow! Clean. I stole it. Clean. I might be pocketing this later. I never won a real one. Yeah, from slope. <laughs> okay. Yep. That, that's not on my accolades. The real snow backcountry's. It's a fake. It's a fake one. I like to call the real snow ones. I like to call them real, but in reality, it might be a little, like little a bit, a bit of a hygiene. Pretend jeans. one. It's yeah. a pretend
0: one like that. <laughs> Uh, well, let's get into it, Mia. You're you're in the U.S. of A. You guys are doing some touristing. Uh, I just saw you guys were in L.A. What were you getting into?
1: I don't know. Just the American lifestyle, <laughs> really. I don't know. It's um, yeah. I just wanted to spend a bit of time over here. Like I've only this is my fifth time here, I think. So yeah, it's, uh just wanted to spend some time here and just get away from Europe for a bit. So yeah.
0: I saw you guys were cruising Hollywood. Uh, what's it called? The Strip with all the stars. The Walk of Fame.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking for my name, but it wasn't on there yet, so, you know, I just, uh, maybe, in like, maybe in like a few days, I'm just, I'm still waiting for the email, so. Yeah, that yeah. should
0: be coming through, I just keep refreshing. Uh, what I saw, you took some photos with some stars, which ones were you hyped on? Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down, I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is sick.
2: The American yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, we've got it all. What else did you do,
0: touristing?
1: I don't know. I, that was like the, probably the highlight of the whole week. <laughs> but yeah, I think we went to Venice and yeah, I just skated and rode some bikes and went shopping. <laughs> yeah.
0: Amazing. Right. I love that. Yeah. It's good to see you guys just not in the mountains, just snowboarding all the time, but actually soaking it in at 17.
2: That's important. Yeah. I feel like when you're traveling so much for competing it's hard to Take some time and just like actually see where you are. It's like yeah. something as when you get older, you're like, wow, I've been to so many places and never been around, like, besides where the mountains are, or wherever the contest is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've done a lot for the time I've been alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Racking up some accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Huge announcement coming at you guys from the bomb hole. Now, Bombhole Cup registration is now officially live on our website. It's April 6th and 7th at Brighton Resort. It's always a good time and be sure to sign up before it fills up because it fills up really fast. So get your spot locked in. I'll break down the event for you. So day one is a bank slalom. Day two is a park showdown. Now the bank slalom is really fun because we got All different types of classes. We do vintage boards with boards pre-year 2000. If you want to come race that old board off the wall. We do a split board race. If you want to split board up, switch over and then race down. That one's always fun to watch for the spectators. We do a beginner class. So if you're just learning how to ride and you can barely make it down the hill, come sign up for beginner class. It's a new one for this year. We're also doing a legends class, which is pros over 40 years old or ex-pros. We have an industry class if you work in the industry. And then, of course, all different age groups from Grom all the way up to 50 plus. So it's a community building event. We like the whole community to come out, have fun in the lift line, meet your homies, meet some heroes, and have a good time. Now, day two, we're doing a park showdown. Always a good time. We're doing a Grom class, an Open class, a Legends class, which is the pros over 40. And then, of course, the Pro class. Now, let me break down the Pro class for you. We started off with mandatory 900s. So the first five minutes of the Pro final is mandatory 900s. You can't do a 900. Just don't drop in. And right before we do the mandatory 900s, this year, it's a real sporting event. It's like the Super Bowl. We're doing a national anthem. So if you've got somebody with some pipes that can absolutely nail a National Anthem, send them our way. We're still looking for our singer. We're also looking into military flyovers. We actually had some paperwork submitted for military flyover after the National Anthem. If that happens, that would be... Amazing. Uh, kind of said it as a joke, but it might come to fruition. So be sure to come check out uh, Bomb Hole Cup April sixth and seventh. We're also doing live music this year with some of your favorite pro snowboarders performing with their bands. We're gonna have DJ Matty Moe. We're gonna have Todd Richards on the mic and Joey B. How you doing? Those two are a combo, a match made in heaven. So it'll be some great. Entertainment on the microphone. So again, be sure to sign up April 6th and 7th at bombhole.com. Registration will fill up quick. So reserve your spot and we'll see you guys there. So 17 years old. And uh where are you from in the UK?
1: Just south of Manchester, like half an hour south, um, from a small town called Sandbach. But um, yeah, most people don't even know where that is in the UK, so I just say I'm from Manchester. <laughs>
0: Backed. Now I heard a rumor that you were snowboarding at 18 months old.
1: Yeah, that's uh, true. True fact.
0: You know, we've been joking about somebody front boarding the umbilical cord on the way out. She's the <laughs> closest. She's the closest we've seen. <laughs> oh my God, we, she's the closest we've seen. Strapped in ever. I think in two yep. years we may see that. <laughs> so you didn't. You didn't backlip the umbilical cord, but you. You were close.
1: I, I was. Yeah, close enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so months, months out. Yeah. So so, what's going on? What's snowboarding like at eighteen months old? Fill us in for those who are really
2: <laughs> Do <you remember? laughs> those who never done. That.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know myself. I can't even remember that. That I just remember being on a snowboard at one point in my life.
2: That's so like every every memory you have, yeah, is snowboarding is a part yeah.
1: of it. Yeah, I can't. There's never been one time that I've not seen myself snowboarding or thought of myself snowboarding which is pretty crazy to think about
0: it's getting those reps up yeah (laughs) serious reps so in UK so a lot of people might not be familiar there's no real snow to go snowboarding no so how did you how did you sharpen your teeth so to speak
1: I got taken to France for like little holidays um and yeah, I think my mom and dad were really keen snowboarders. So it just sort of came from there. And yeah, I just, like I said, never really imagined myself not snowboarding. So it's always been there. And Yeah. I used to go to the domes in the UK. And then when I was about 10, we were just like, yeah, let's go to Switzerland and just train with the GB team. Amazing.
0: So, yeah. yeah. One thing your mom was saying is that you guys rode the mountain a lot, like didn't want you just to be, because a lot of, A lot of park kids can just kind of go straight into a rail, myself included. And uh, don't (laughs) Massachusetts don't don't, don't, (laughs) these side slip, front board, side slip. But uh, you learned how to ride the mountain at a young age.
1: Yeah, I think that's the main reason I got into snowboarding in the first place, or so I've been told. Anyway, like, just wanted my mom and dad wanted me to go and like ride with them and just enjoy it for snowboarding, and then it led me to X Games gold.
0: There it is. (laughs) Huge. Now, were your parents growing up, were they kind of like the hockey dad as we have here in the States yelling at you to do tricks or were they pretty chill?
1: They were chill. Really chill. I think, yeah, we saw a lot of people shouting at their kids and they were like, yeah, F that. Let's just go snowboard and enjoy it and
2: be like old school with it. (laughs) I feel like time and time again you hear people that like you have supportive parents but not someone that's trying to just push your child into something, then you you see it in a lot of successes you know you hear a lot of people that come on this and they they say the same thing when they're yeah. like supportive but not getting yelled at yeah besides maybe Zach Hale yeah Zach-, Zach Hale is, <laughs> Zach Hale might be in an anomaly. yes he is <laughs> yep it worked out for him
1: yeah yeah I think yeah like you said my parents weren't they were obviously pushy but not like pushy they were just like yeah you've got to do this if you want to get to this level but you know there was no pressure with it which was really nice so I think that's like you say where most sort of professional athletes come from is just finding the love for themselves not through being pushed to find the love of the sport
0: yeah I wonder if we're gonna see more people that since snowboarding has become an Olympic sport parents are getting pushier if kids are gonna burn out like we see in conventional sports by the time they're 20 years old
1: yeah I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever leave snowboarding, but I've seen a lot of people that were older than me at the time, they'd just drop it because they thought it sucked. And I would just look at them and be like, what the heck? Like, this is the sickest.
0: That's amazing. I heard from your mom that, that if they were going to push you to do something, it was like a good method, like your dad kind of hammered on you about a good method. Is this true?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is 100% true. Yeah, I was in Lux and I was riding down. And I did a method like Nico Muller, like grabbing the nose and I rode down and I was like, Oh my God, dad, that was so sick. Did you see that? And he was like, don't ever do that again. Like <laughs> he was like, you got to do it like Jamie Lynn in between the bindings. And he was like, if I ever see you do that again, he was like, you're not going snowboarding. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I want to keep doing them. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, I think that's the only time my dad's ever been like, you're never doing that. or you are doing that. And to be honest, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's <laughs> amazing. That's good parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Differentiating the Mueller to the Jamie Lynn yeah. method from a parent. That's yeah, well, and, that's that's amazing.
0: And some people might say Euro method and the UK's in Europe versus, you know, I don't know if it, it's not an American method, but they called the it outside the bindings Euro methods at times. So kind of uh, unconventional for your geographical location potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I sort of had to do it. Or else I wouldn't be a true I mean, Brexit, but I wouldn't be a true European if I didn't do it in the in front of my bindings, so it, it's true.
2: It sounds <laughs> like you got both unlocked now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I reckon I could probably still do it between my bindings, but yeah. I don't
0: choose to do it anymore. She might have actually gotten deported if she did it between <laughs> yeah. the lines. I actually That's think-
1: why I'm here now. I did <laughs> one between my bindings. They were like, get
0: out of the European Union. Why New are year. you really in the U.S. right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time for her to get through customs, but um, yep. she made it, luckily. Okay, I think it's a good time to hit it early. We're going to hit a segment of the show. Called "Run Through a Wall" trivia. Let me find the sound drop here. Here we go. Can't let her see the. Answer. Welcome to "Run Through a right, Wall" so, trivia. Uh, let me put these in front of you. Deep
1: breath. There we
2: go. Have you taken a smelling salt before? I've,
1: I've never done this, so. Breathe
2: breathe. Breathe. It's going to start with what? seven and
0: around. <laughs> you might not have to do it. if you get them all right. You don't have to do a single smelling up. Up. salt. Uh, and here's the deal. Mia is that uh, these are free range organic um, grass fed smelling salts. They're good for you and they're available at bombhole.com and uh, yeah so uh, you, you count she's got 5 seconds to answer every question so you yeah. can hit My like god. a five, four, three. and if you don't get it you gotta do a salt Those are quick. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go right into the next question. Oh god So this is, this is you're on a game show right now so no pressure. <laughs> I swear I get serious First question Name one person that's a band member of the Beatles. Paul McCartney. That's correct. Name one person that is a band member of ACDC. Angus Young. That's correct. Quick, quick. quick draw. What place did Sage Kotzeberg get in the Sochi Olympics? Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
2: gold oh, oh wow, she got it <laughs> huge damn you're a little over the hill she doesn't yeah. know that answer that's well, good i've been on here before yeah that's true
0: <laughs> it's true who is the most famous street artist in the uk oh my god hint it's oh okay his his work includes a heart balloon five
1: See either Stormzay. is it Stormzy? close or central sea
0: Three.
1: Oh. Okay. Banksy. Banksy? I've never heard of it.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of like most of these people. Over the hump. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's washed up. So you pinch it, okay. pinch it, and just ease it up to your nose. You don't need to go crazy. Just like, just that? Yeah, yeah pinch it. Yeah, it'll break it. Yeah. Ease, oh, yeah? it ease it up, ease it up, ease it up.
1: Whoa! Okay. There
2: we go. There
0: it, it is. <laughs> Whoa. Okay,
1: <laughs> holy shit!
0: <laughs> what famous pro snowboarder from the UK has a pro or had a pro model with aggression snowboards? Five.
1: Oh my god! <sighs> Might as well just take it straight away because I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Tarquin Robbins, mm.
1: dude, this is like you know when you nosedive surfing. Yeah, this is what it's like. <laughs>
0: That's actually a good name. Oh, I like the, uh, she's easing into it nicely for the listeners. Uh, And then we have the next one. Who is the famous author from the UK who wrote Romeo and Juliet?
1: Oh, Shakespeare.
0: That's correct. I studied that for my exams. Nice. (laughs) There you go. School paid off. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And then we got, what is the first book slash movie of the Harry Potter series called?
1: Philosopher's Stone.
0: Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Oh God! You guys are American. That's yeah, why. Yeah. I that
0: think it thing? is. Is, oh. it, is she? Who's? Am I wrong? I think she <laughs> I might think, be right. Geez. I think you need I to get spell it. I think you might both be right. I think <laughs>
2: There might have been a.
0: Yeah, there was a translation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh Yeah, that's Google Translate messing that up. Yeah, <laughs> the language barrier. Yes. It's a language barrier. It's a language yeah, barrier. It's a simple US. language yeah, it's, barrier it's situation. US, UK. Yep. Princess Diana was the princess of where? Five. Four. I'm gonna say whale. That's right.
1: Is it? Oh. Wow. wow! Oh my god!
0: Yeah, let's let's give it. Uh, that was to a that.
1: complete guess. Uh,
0: shout out! Oh, this is a good one. I know the answer. Oh, by the way, Jules, uh, our GM, came up with these questions. So shout out to Jules. Um, what is Posh Spice's real name? Five. Is it four. not
1: Victoria Beckham? That's correct. Oh.
0: Oh. Oh. nice work! <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, what's the famous cooking competition show in which contestants are challenged to make cakes, biscuits, patri- pastries, etc.? Great British Bake Off. That's correct. It says Great British Baking Show, but Bake Off. I uh, that's acceptable. Uh, I also I don't know. A the, nice ring. I don't know it. the answer. Yeah, to that sounds right. It's
1: my dad's favorite
0: show. Is it? Wow, yeah. that's a bonus. That's actually a bonus point. Huge. What is her dad's favorite show? That's it. Sage, yeah. you didn't get it right. Okay. Who <laughs> is the drummer of? Green Day,
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong, Billy Joe Armstrong.
2: <laughs> she's getting used wow. to him. Dude, most yeah. people go
0: right in. It yeah, like she's hard. smart. Well, she's going yeah. tactical. It's like yeah. run
2: one, run two, run three. Yes, yeah. it is. She's stomping all of them.
0: <laughs> you got. You need something to build on. Yeah, you yeah. need something to build on. Uh, okay, Matthew Street. Matthew Street visited by thousands of, of tourists a year is in which city? 5 4 London? 3 <laughs> Wrong here, <error>, wrong one. <laughs> Liverpool. Say. It's in Liverpool. Liverpool. Okay. Last question. This is big. This is big for you. Where is Hogwarts <laughs> located? Where is Hogwarts located? Oh
1: my god. 5 4 3 is it somewhere in Scotland? Yes!
0: Wow! <laughs> nice I work. Had no I, I had no
1: idea. I had no idea. Nice good work.
0: Showing. That was a good showing. Yeah, it was strong. We've su- seen some. I'm bad surprised
1: words. myself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's great. Jeez, and it seems like school paid off. You got some of the Shakespeare things right. Did you? Did you go to school, or were you homeschooled?
1: Yeah, I went to school. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately?
1: Unfortunately. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, your mom was telling me some story about how when you were in school, one of your teachers said that you can't do ski boarding and you're going to have no future <laughs> if you do it, and or some story like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was a bit of an asshole.
0: Yeah. You, can you elaborate on this whole situation of what happened? <laughs>
1: yeah. So before I went to high school, she was all like the same teacher was like, Yeah, we'll support it because we had an Olympian for skiing at that school and she was like yeah it's super good like we'll support you through that and then about two years into like the high school like she was like yeah sorry we can't support you anymore like <laughs> you're never gonna go to the olympics and all this and Whoa. she was like it's not a real sport and i was like okay cool i'm just gonna keep going and you carry on with your little school <laughs> i'm gonna go snowboard now she so turned her easy. back
0: damn. yeah did you did you take that and use it as fire
2: you know <laughs> yeah was, There's a lot of times that teachers have told people they don't amount to anything and you end up on a, a <laughs> song or on the bomb hole. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. A song or the bomb hole. Yeah. Maybe
2: both. Both. Yeah. Did you write yeah. a song about her yet?
1: No. I mean, I, I could try. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be my next thing. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, imagine her sitting there and she's, in, you know, she's like watching... BBC, and then all of a sudden, like young sports women of the year, whatever award
2: you win, and then X Games gold, and just like, shit. (laughs) Like I hope she really, I really hope she doesn't talk about that on the (laughs) bomb.
1: Yeah, she's probably, like, one of your most, like, recent <laughs> listeners, and she follows to every single one now.
0: Hey, a subscriber is a subscriber. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it and we can get some it. Sub in, sub out. So you, when did you switch to homeschooling? Like, did you go to public and then, or just right out of the gate, homeschool?
1: No, it was kind of, like, a, a bit of both. Like, I would go to school for, like, two weeks and then get homeschooled for, like, four weeks while I was away, and then we sort of did that, but now, like, I've finished school, so... Yeah, thank God.
0: <laughs> Amazing. And you, how old you're 17, right? Yeah. That's great age. Wow. Yeah. So I I saw these edits and I was looking around and you have this uh RV that you drove around in? Yeah. Tell us about <laughs> the RV. Yeah. That was great.
1: I think we had a different one every season. And they were all like the same sort of thing, but they had different sort of like the inside was different. But yeah, they were just like sort of the cheapest way to get around and go snowboarding but that's what i was known for for a while was living in an hobby
2: sick i was (laughs) watching
0: the locks open and you guys just parked it at the bottom and you're just basically park it there for most of the winter
1: yeah yeah there was like a campsite and we'd park it there and then get the bus to the lift i think it was like a five minute bus ride it was nothing so yeah it was uh it was pretty cool i would i wouldn't have given that up for anything
0: yeah, and you were like playing music in there, playing the guitar. It seems yeah. like a good, it's good living. It's yeah, it
1: was. Uh, like I say, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. It was great. It was so
0: sick. And then, what about the gear? Let's talk about the gear situation because that's always tricky in RV. You, you're we're usually talking wet boots, soggy, soggy yeah. situation. <laughs> or are you pretty dialed in?
1: I think we got pretty dialed in with the with the soggy situation. <laughs> we like have to walk down to this room and they had like boot dryers and like we had to walk and do the dishes which sucked but you know
0: yeah because you get no running water in your camper in the winter because yeah. the pipes freeze
1: yeah we definitely we had two like of the guys on our team they stayed in caravans one time and all their gas froze and everything so they all ha- like had no gas to heat their vans and yeah it took a bit of getting used to but yeah i'm so dope yeah
2: i'm not <laughs> <at> the <laughs> resort
0: heated blanket That's crucial.
1: Yeah, I had a heat blanket. That was badass. I think I got it from like $10. It was sick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Clean. That's insane. Uh, But then you guys also took it and drove all around too, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we used to drive it for like our holidays almost. We used to drive it there and back to England because it's like a day drive to get back to the UK. Um, But then, yeah, when it started to get a bit more serious and I was doing like the European sort of level competitions we'd just leave it out there for like the whole season yeah
0: your mom was telling me that during covid you just had to park it and then just leave it for like seven months or something and you oh, came yeah. back and it was all nasty or yeah. what, what happened oh with
1: that? that sucked so bad yeah we were in Lavinia and we left it there and we were like we'll be back in like two weeks it's fine and then we got home bought a skate ramp because we got told that it was going to be like a month and then after the month, we got told it would be like another month. And then that led to seven months. And then we finally got to go back. And my mum had left some potatoes in the fridge. And they'd all gone moldy. And it stunk like shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bit yeah. of a soggy potato situation. <laughs> it's a soggy potato
0: scenario. If you've seen yeah. it once, you've seen it a thousand times. You don't, you don't need that in your life. It's yeah. a tale old as time <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that's so gangster. And then uh, your mom was also telling me that you guys had like an old Subaru Impreza back in the day you guys would mob around.
1: Yeah, I think we used it last season. But before that, my uncle had it. He bought it off my dad and it was just sat in his garage. My dad was like, fuck it, we're going to run it again. So we drove it all the way out and it got there and lasted the whole winter season. And it was so sick. It was like the coolest car.
0: That's gangster. So I, I don't know much about the European like contest scene and what mountains they're at. So are you are you guys driving from resort to resort for all these contests? Or are you flying or how does that work?
1: Yeah, we used to drive. I think it's probably like the same as sort of like driving from Copper to Aspen, like that sort of vibe. Like not too far, but far enough.
2: To <laughs> A couple hours till you stop. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. From like Lax to like Kovacs is an hour and then there'd be one in like Italy, which is like, not next to Lax, but it's, like, maybe three hours drive from Lax to Lavinia, so, yeah, we used to
0: do that. So, how did the the arc of your competitive snowboarding start? Because I heard from your mom that you, maybe at, like, six or seven, were doing snow dome contests. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) how did that, how did it evolve from there? How was that situation?
1: Yeah, that was, um, that was a pretty crazy time of my life, looking back on it now. Yeah, we used to do, like, I think it was just like the indoor English champs and then there'd be a Scottish one and then there'd be like the overall British one and I think my first one was in Manchester and I think I came like fourth in like the under 12s and it was so sick and I remember being there and seeing all these little kids shredding and I was like I'm never gonna be that good (laughs) like (laughs) I think one of my closest mates now that films with me I think it was him I hadn't met him yet but I saw him drop in and there was a kink rail and he went onto the rail and ate shit so hard. And I remember watching him be like, oh my God, look at this guy. <laughs> but yeah,
2: I, yeah, it was it was crazy. What were the setups at those like dome contests? Is it like rail, rail, jump? Kind of like, like you would a normal slope style or?
1: Yeah, I think maybe the first one I did, it was like two rails, a jump, and then like a box at the end. So it was kind of like a normal slope style course, but obviously the jumps were really crap. Yeah.
2: Do you think like just doing those in the lit like smaller scenarios like kind of just fundamentally like you just like knew how to put a run together?
1: Yeah, I think cuz I'd obviously grown up riding in France like in normal parks. I sort of knew like what flow was through like a course, so I kind of like got used to that. So when I went there, it was kind of easy for me to all just lace it together and
2: yeah. 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 Cause it's really hard for people to put together full runs. Like, slope style is so much harder, I think, than big air to lace like an yeah. entire run. Big air is one trick, which is usually a crazy year trick, but yeah. having the flow, like you said, is like, is really hard to learn when you're young.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah, the indoor domes are crazy, and I think I'm so grateful for it now because I know even at some of the like big airs that are in stadiums, like they're so icy, and in the indoor domes, it's like rail, ice, rail, <laughs> ice. Like what you were saying before, it's such like speed check front board, speed check front board. Like, You're in a refrigerator. Snow. Yeah, it's literally like riding in a freezer.
0: But I've been to the, some of them, the Chill Factory, and, and yeah. it's so fun, and it's also so bizarre that it's like warm out. And you, you, there's no snow anywhere in sight. Yeah. And it doesn't, it makes no sense that you're taking like a snowboard bag out in this location. You're in like a kind of a city type of situation. And then you just walk into basically like a refrigerator, a hockey rink on a slope. (laughs) And then it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's
1: crazy, right? Like. Yeah. I remember like being there in the summer is like the peak of snowboarding for me. It's so good. Like you can be sweating your ass off outside, walk in there, go shred and then just like go swimming like the swimming pool. It's so badass.
0: That's good living. Your mom said that when you were really small, you couldn't go up the button lift because you're not (laughs) strong enough or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, like I said, I learned to snowboard when I was like 18 months old. So I was like so tiny that they couldn't put me on the button lift there. So I basically got kicked out so i had to go that's why we went to france because that was like the only legal place that i could snowboard
2: <laughs> wow yeah Insane. kicked out booted
0: yeah 18 months old. Yeah. So yeah we got a question from trap lord here shout out uh i forgot to put it in the podcast machine because uh i'm a bit of a train wreck sometimes so i'm gonna play it through my phone here we go
1: all right bob Ollers, trap lord here chris <laughs> love the show Silk Love all the work you do Anyway Mia Brooks Well done Getting on the show There before me Uh, Quick question Uh, What was it Me and your dad Were trying to get you to say When you were six years old For the beginning of our movie Yeah Nice one Cheers (laughs) That's gold (laughs) Yeah Shout out To the trap lord Yeah He's um he was the guy that got me into Slopestyle really, like hitting all the rails. So yeah. Yeah, the thing they were trying to get me to say was, I think it was, I think it was something like, yeah, mother truckers. And I didn't want to say it because I knew that it meant, yeah, motherfuckers. And I was like, this is so bad. Yeah, that was, that was a great day though. I think I jumped off a roof to flat. It was sick.
0: Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Also like the fact that
2: he, he goes by Traplord. Amazing. Great. That's the person that got you into strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good mentor. This is my mentor. Is my mentor, <laughs> <is my> mentor <laughs> Traplord. He's formerly known yeah. as Traplord. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, they were some crazy times
0: when and I was six. It seems like that Snowdon scene like pops off. Yeah. Right? Like there's a good, healthy scene.
1: Oh, yeah. Like now it's sort of like kind of there still, but not really. But before, when I was, like, super young, when, they would, like, all the kids were there, and there were only, like, a few adults. Like, it was probably, like, an 80-20 ratio from kids to adults. It was so badass. Like, there's this whole crew of kids shredding. So, yeah. It's uh, crazy.
0: Now, since you've had some success in contests, when you go back and ride, are, are people hyped these days?
1: I don't know. I think, I guess, yeah, they are, but they're all, like, my close mates, and I've known them since I was, like, six, so they've sort of not been on this journey with me but like they've been there whilst I've been there so it's kind of like they know what I've been doing there or like my really close mates so I'm not really like there and people are like oh my god that's Mia Brooks I'm like hey guys and they're like yo <laughs> so yeah it's kind of nice to go there and not have people being like can I have a photo you know it's nice <laughs>
0: Day one homies. Yeah. UK, it's got a small scene. Like, let's think about who's came up out of UK. Uh, Billy Morgan, Tarquin, uh, Jamie Nichols, Jenny Jones. Like, there's not like too, too many names that you see from GB that have like made it big.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, like you say, there's only like five big names, I'd say, but it's kind of a small community snowboarding in the UK. Like, there's obviously only a few big names in the UK, but it's kind of nice. It just makes everyone feel like we're all one big family, which, um, yeah, it's super sick.
0: All right, here we go. Let's talk Master Plan Communications. Now, it's a PR agency that will take your brand to the next level. They have worked in snowboarding for a long time. Brands like Cole, 32, Etnies, and many more. My friend Ashton founded it. He rules. He's dedicated to snowboarding. He's just a just a great human all around. They offer everything from social media strategy to web design to brand design to PR campaigns. They're all about strategic PR programs with measurable results. So if you want to elevate your brand, check out masterplancommunications.com for more info. Again, that's masterplancommunications.com for more info. And let's keep supporting brands that are run by snowboarders. Now everybody knows you as contest rider, but um, the question is: Have you been in the streets?
1: Yes, I've been in the streets once, and it was the greatest moment of my life. Really?
2: <laughs> <Sick>. Wow! <laughs> it was glorifying so good. the streets? I yeah.
1: Like yeah, it was so good. I would definitely, definitely want to go back and film some street stuff. But yeah, I think I was like eleven and i went so with respect yeah, <laughs> i went with <laughs> i went with john who was just on on the on the mic trap lord yeah the Sick. trap lord mm-hmm. and yeah he was like we've got to go film some street and i was like let's do it so it was me my dad and this other guy and john and This other guy wanted to get this killer street part and we hit all these massive, I think the first day we went to like, it was insane. It was like this wall with another wall next to it and this handrail on top of the down bar wall bit. And I was like so small and I think someone got a photo of me next to it and it was like three times as big as me. And they were all like, yeah, you got it. And I dropped in and I had to get my dad to stand underneath the rail to catch me in case I fell because <laughs> it was that high. <laughs> and I have no idea why I did it. I guess it's just because I'm so dumb, but yeah, it was insane. And
0: yeah, it was so really good. Did you get some clips?
1: Yeah, I think I got like... In the edit, I think I got like maybe five clips in there, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was a sick week. I think we got busted out of like three spots by
0: the police. Yeah, cops dope. kicking out an eleven. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, get out
2: of here! Rick. I'm just trying to jib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the cop, I'm just trying to hit the steel. <laughs> Mia, were you watching movies back then, or were you? What was like your motivation of uh, snowboarding back then?
1: I don't know. I think i I get asked this quite a bit, like. Have I ever, like, watched any snowboard movies? And I I don't. I never grew up watching snowboard movies, which is kind of bad. But I used to sort of sit down and my dad would be like, let's watch this snowboard movie. And I'd watch it and he'd be like, I just want to go snowboarding. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch people having fun. Like, I want to have fun. <laughs> so I think, like, now I'm getting into them more. But when I was a kid, I was so, like, excited and running around all the time. I just wanted to go snowboard and not watch people snowboarding because that would make me want to go snowboarding. So yeah, I think that's why I never never used to watch anything.
0: Makes sense. To, uh, name that video part might be a little <laughs> it's gonna be might be, be a be little dumb. tricky. <laughs> you wanna be boots on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna yeah. live it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh my audio's sorry, my audio's jacked up. Um yeah, that's amazing. Now I think we were talking about all your accolades earlier. 11-year-old in the streets is up there. I would put that. That should be in your That's Wikipedia. Crazy. Maybe youngest youngest in the streets.
2: <laughs> youngest jibber.
0: Youngest jibber.
2: <laughs>
1: There's a lot of youngest, isn't there around me? Yeah. Youngest little champ, youngest in the <laughs>
2: streets. Youngest in Those the are street. good ones I mean, cuz th- those are tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Those stay around for a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I'm sitting in this sandwich of uh, Slope Style weapons. And this includes silk as well because yep. I'm yep I'm, I'm the just oddball like, just like them <laughs> yeah silk yep. is very similar and as far as skill set on a slope style course yeah. with you guys now um, when you see that with the advent of the airbags you were talking about riding the mountain and I know you grew up like no real airbag sage it seems like a lot of kids have the have the tricks but then can't link them together is that something that we see in slope style these days I don't know I think maybe a little bit
1: but. I think a lot of people are so used to airbags now. It's sort of like ride in, do the trick, ride out. Like I never really rode airbags when I was younger. Like a lot of people used to ride airbags when I was like maybe 12, 13. And I would just send it on snow, you know, like I never really liked going upside down. Like I would do backflips and stuff like that, but I used to hate going upside down twice. I mean, I still haven't now. I think I can do a double cork on an airbag and that's it. Like, I hate doing double backflips. But, yeah, I just, I never really had the time to go to an airbag. Like, I'd just be on the mountain all day and riding all day. So, I think it's kind of good that I didn't do the airbags almost because I feel like that's, it's important to learn how to ride two jumps or three jumps, not just one jump. But, yeah, I think I'm starting... I'm starting to get into airbags now and I think the way the sport is going you do need them like Coco just did a triple so fuck I mean I'm not gonna try that on snow straight away
2: I'd die (laughs) you look at that bag as more of like a tool Mm -hmm. than like I'm gonna go learn all my tricks in there and then just like take it to snow it's more for you like cool I can go Maybe learn a specific trick, but I'm not going to go, like, spend my whole summer doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, the 14 that I did, I didn't even try that. I just tried that on the day. I was like, fuck it. Let's just try it and see what happens. (laughs) Like, I learned the only thing that I've ever learned on a bag is backdub 10. And I tried it on snow once and, like, almost landed it. So I think, and I mean, now, like, looking at big air comps, most of the judges are scoring flat spins higher. So I think it's kind of, like, pointless to spend money on an airbag when you can just learn Flat spins. If you're gonna learn like triple corks, then it's really good. But flat spins, I just, I mean, it's just one more rotation than whatever
2: yeah. you're doing before. And those bags, they're they're just at training camps, and I know like there's one in Austria, right? Yeah, too? Banger Park. Yeah, you, you have there. to pay for those.
1: Yeah, I like think
2: t- do you have to be there with a team or something. Or
1: no, nah, I think you can pay for it by yourself. But we spent some of the season there, I think around DIYX time, and it's like a hundred euros a session for like 3 yeah. hours which it is good cuz you can get shit done
2: but you get some reps in yeah yeah
0: yeah also spinning flat is harder like i have bad fundamentals <laughs> i'm coming up to the jump <laughs> i'm like spin flat spin flat spin fl- and we're hinge. flipping <laughs> come on
2: stand tall stand tall hinge, and <laughs> hinge we're of the way. and we're
0: hinging <laughs> okay so that's good I, you got good fundies and it shows yeah.
2: you got good fundies yeah, yeah. but it sounds like what we've been saying is like you just grew up riding around and you were stoked to just go snowboard yep. outside of the park, in the park, just whatever. And yeah. oftentimes you see that like those – you can put together a slopestyle run where yeah. you know – I've been to Sauce Fe a couple of times recently and there's all these <laughs> kids coming out that are throwing 18s and 19s and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to see these people in all the contests this year and they're just ghosts, but they can't link slopestyle runs.
1: Yeah. I think – yeah, it's definitely – it's a weird one. But I think like I say, airbag is good, but it is also bad.
2: <laughs> Another tool in the back.
1: Yeah. It's there if you need it, but I feel like people use it unnecessarily.
2: I Which... think so too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw you got back rodeos in the in the line. at locks unfortunately couldn't put it down in your qualifying run, but that seemed like a new one.
1: Yeah, I think I've always been able to do rodeos, like since I was maybe 12 but I never really put them into slopestyle runs because I've I've never really had the chance to and Bangor Park have just put in like two side hits onto an airbag which that's how I learned rodeos off the side hits and I was like yeah let's just try it because I feel like I've spun flat for so long I was just like everyone needs to know that I can go upside down just so that I've I'm not just spinning flat all the time so I did back roadie and it didn't land it but yeah, I, I got it a few times in practice, which for me that was a win.
0: Rodeo is a good look. Yeah, I love doing them. Everyone yeah. loves the back road. Yeah. Now I was noticing you were smashing practice in locks, putting stuff down. Didn't land your run. Yeah, you know, when you got to X, I mean, I, I gotta know what's going through your head because there's the same angle side hit, and you went you went front three instead of back rodeo. Um, did you? Was that a conscious decision?
1: Yeah, I think. We saw the setup when we were in the airport and I was like, I kind of want to just do something safe because I knew that I wanted to try a 14 on the bottom jump and I didn't want to risk like falling on the side hit. So I would have done the rodeo, but I was just like, nah, I'm not going to risk it. And I think, I mean, I obviously made the right choice, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think you did.
1: Oh,
0: I'm wearing proof of that thing right (laughs) (laughs) now. That thing would look good on Silk D too. Yeah, probably
2: would. It'd be a bit of a jazzy. It would be a a jazzy. It might be too much. Jazzy gold. Yeah, be a little jazzy gold. Too jazzy. The the front three though seemed like such a good one for speed too. Yeah, because a lot of some people were coming up short on that second jump.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. I think a lot of people were trying to go for the more technical tricks on the day. Which I mean, I get where you're coming from. Like that was, it was a hard course, and if you were doing good tricks like that and you put the run down, like would have been sick. But I think on that day it was kind of like the speed was really shit so I was just like let's get a good run get all the way to the bottom and I was dropping like second to last so I could watch what everyone's speed was and it was tough it was a tough comp
0: now your mom said that when you were in locks that you were said I'm gonna go to X Games and I'm gonna win
1: yeah I think I yeah I think I woke up every day since last X Games and I was like I'm gonna win and yeah I mean I did, so I think I should be like a like a fortune teller now. I manifested the win, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> did you did you truly believe it?
1: Oh yeah. Like I obviously concussed myself. Or not concussed, but like really badly hurt my head at the last X Games. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, Fuck it, we are winning the next X Games and I woke up every day and I said that I know it sounds kinda corny, but I was like, I'm winning it and I got there and I was like I'm going to win it and I don't think once throughout that whole past year I doubted myself of winning it which it's kind of scary thinking about it like <laughs> I kind of just told myself I would win and I did
2: wow it's powerful it worked yeah but yeah believing in yourself is huge like yeah just believing that you can win is like a lot of people can't get past that mental part
1: yeah I've definitely had a lot of like not bad times in believing in myself but Sometimes I've been like, fuck, I suck. <laughs> like them days where you're just like, oh my God. But yeah, this is the first time that I've ever believed something and it's like truly happened.
0: I would say that watching your run and watching your body language and the way that you rode, you went three runs. You could have won with all three. You laced everything on every fucking run. <laughs> like to me, whatever you did worked because you... You look so relaxed on the course.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I was just vibing. I was just having a good time, and you know I wasn't going to let anything get in my way mentally on that day. And yeah, it was a crazy day that day.
2: <laughs> it was amazing, amazing watching. I was it like, was fun. seriously, yeah. watch, like right when you dropped in, you laced your first rail section. I was like game over (laughs) i was like this is like too much confidence this is insane (laughs) it's
1: crazy though because when i first got there and i was riding the rails i was like fuck my rails here suck and it took me like the whole two practice days to figure out what i was doing on them rails because it was such a tight course to figure out but yeah once you got it laced it was it was a good time
0: now uh we got a patreon question I think you already answered this on our group chat, but for those who didn't listen to group chat episode 7, uh, he asked shout out to our Patreon members. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Ben Barbie wants to know Mia, got to know what was playing during the X Games slope style winning run.
1: I think I think it was Anthrax. It was Anthrax got the time.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Credibility. On the rise. <laughs> on the rise. Yeah. Credibility skyrocketing right now. <laughs> so- Mia's stock going, going up. <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. Now, you got a few patches on your pants at X Games, I noticed. Yeah. What bands we talking on there?
1: I think on my ass, I've got Anthrax. On my leg, I've got Foo Fighters, ACDC, Megadeth, and Metallica. Yeah, It's a wow.
0: good mix again.
2: <laughs> again stock again <laughs> on yeah. the rise. Stock on the rise. <laughs> Let's get Ronnie Hale analyzing <laughs> this stock
0: right now. And you can get in on the ground level, early investment. Get in now. Mia's stock is going up. Well, it's refreshing in in a world of, you know, quite frankly, like competitive snowboarding lends itself to a lot of different genres of people some of which treat it like a very serious sport which it is when you're doing triple corks and double corks and 1260s and all this wild stuff it's gnarly competitive and it's very refreshing to see your approach that to put a little more punk rock back in snowboarding
1: yeah i feel like i'm just trying to make snowboard in like the 90s again i look at that and i'm like it's so dope yeah
0: Good on you. We got another Patreon question. This one's from Benny Pellegrino. He says, how did you get such amazing style? You're such a breath of fresh air from the tech robots the contest world has been producing.
1: I think most of my style's probably from John, a.k.a. the Trap Lord.
2: Oh, Trap Lord. (laughs) Naturally. Naturally. That checks
0: out.
1: (laughs) It's probably John maybe Jamie Anderson I grew up watching a lot of Jamie's stuff and I feel like she was just at her time she was just like the coolest I think and yeah obviously Dusty, Dusty Henriksen yeah he's uh definitely one of my heroes but yeah like Dusty, Jamie, John, Lucas, Magoon, Chris Bradshaw all them guys definitely uh my idols.
0: It you know, all that, checks out. That all checks out. <laughs> Things are adding up. One yeah. plus one is equal
2: two with this whole situation.
0: <laughs> one thing that I just was thinking about is on your Instagram, you posted some practice runs from X Games, and you did a back three, not the one you grabbed Japan or whatever, like just a no-grab back three that was maybe the most narcoleptic maneuver I've ever seen on a snowboard. <laughs> Can you walk us through that one? You know what I'm talking about?
1: I think so. I mean, I watched it, and I was like, oh. Why did I do two back threes in the same run? But I mean I guess people <laughs> liked it. But yeah, that's why I just I just do that if I can't find the speed for the jump or if the weather's not great or first run through the park, I just back three.
0: So you're you're not going straight air, you're going back three.
1: Oh yeah, straight airs scare the shit out of me. I hate looking down on the jump. It's so scary. <laughs>
0: Straighters are sketch. Yeah. Are you, are you on that same uh, mindset, yeah. Colonel Back cost?
2: three. I'd rather back one and jump than straighter. Mm. Oh, yeah. What about back 10? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, when you start writing pow, too, you're just like, I got to chuck something first. So yeah. now I'm super used to it. But yeah, com- doing competing and yeah yeah the back three was i
1: think the hell week jump i back three straight off like i was <laughs> like there is no way i'm looking down on that jump like i will die so i just back three. it's yeah. sort of like a safety trick
0: yeah i noticed you're wearing a hell week uh, ring yeah what what you guys were both there what was yeah.
2: the vibe we were attendees paint, 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 <laughs> paint a
0: picture sage what hell week
2: is uh i'll paint a picture hell week was uh monster energy kind of through like a. Uh, end of the season party for the whole team and a, a, yeah. a lot of focus on everyone that went to the Olympics and everyone had a big film year or two, you know, it was just like kind of a, kind of a week to just yeah. let everything go and have a bunch of fun with the whole squad. There was a bunch of filmers, riders from everywhere. That yeah, like, was dope. Um, and like a five or like a week session with a private park in Switzerland Yeah, and uh, was n- no shortage of good times and alcohol. Consumption. There was some consumption. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> A lot of tattoos And tattoos Apart from minus Mia Rooks <laughs> Tattoos minus Mia <laughs> yeah,
2: did, did you get a tattoo, Colonel? I got my first tattoo there Head tattoo? Head tattoo
1: Classic <laughs> first tattoo uh, Straight to the head Straight yeah. to
2: the head In the lobby Wow With like 50 people around I was like, step in <laughs> <laughs> Click in.
1: <laughs> I remember you were debating that for two days. Yeah. were walking around like, oh, I don't know.
2: Yeah, they were I they were sizing up something happened with the printer and there was like the, a huge, <laughs> huge one right here that was gonna go like all in and Tor Lundstrom looked at me and goes, I wouldn't go any smaller <laughs> But, you know, that was like that was one of the maybe the first times I got to ride with you. Yeah. Um, and i seen your footage and I remember standing at the top and there was this rail section. And the first thing I thought was like, me is so good at rail. I was like, she shits on me. On rails. <laughs> no way. I was like, dude, I am the kid. Oh I'm a little God. rusty on the steel. And watching you was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, damn, I got to get my steel game back.
1: Up. <laughs> I Actually that was the best week that I've ever had snowboarding because we went wake surfing as well. And that it was badass.
2: Yeah, that was a really fun week. I mean, like, people from all over. You had like, are you there? Yeah. Pete Mia, Ethan Morgan.
1: Ethan. <laughs> a lot of heavy. He effort. was a loose cannon that weekend. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> yeah, your mom in the lobby this morning, and again, this was, I think, over two years ago, said that she just is now finally recovering from health. Yeah.
1: I think everyone's still finally recovering from how weekend. It was two years ago.
2: <laughs> Ethan might not have recovered, <laughs> Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Ethan might still think he's there, dude. Yeah. I remember I saw
0: Richards, and he's like, "I think I just saw Sage in the airport, and I think he had a head tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> was like right fresh after the road, yeah.
2: <laughs> fresh out. Yeah, yeah. That was no, that was a sick week. Yeah, we had we had good weather, and yeah. it, it was fun. Like for for me personally, like getting to ride with like. People like you that I've seen footage of and I'm been watching you compete, it was really fun to just all get the shred together with like, like I said, like people like move were there, Haldor was there, like. Yeah. It, all the young Bucks. And it, it was just a really cool get together.
1: It was crazy for me because I was just new to the Monster team like that season. And I remember being there and you were there. And like I walked in and Starlight was there. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? This is crazy. I should not be here.
2: <laughs> coming, coming to moment. Like, all right, I'm in this. Yeah. You know?
1: well, it was and mental.
0: You had three major goals when you were a kid in snowboarding. What are they? And you're, they walk us through
1: X Games Gold. Check. <laughs> Being on Monster. Check. Sick. And getting a Mustang. Check. Yeah. Do you have
2: a Mustang now?
1: I mean, if I do something great, like Ford, I'll just be like, oh, you're home for a few days. We'll send you a Mustang. So it's, yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. Do you, Locked? Have, your, wow. do you, do you have your license? No. <laughs> <laughs> license. For- <laughs> license, not check. Yeah, that's, checked. Not, that's
2: still on the list. That's on the somewhere. list. That's a really sick li- How, how old were you when you when you came up with that list?
1: Thirteen, maybe. It's
2: a so, sick list. So basically,
0: what's happened is she's already checked it off. We, we're at the peak. It's the train. The plane's heading down now <laughs> for <laughs> the documentary. Find, I need to
1: write a new list,
0: guys. <laughs> like I need some more things. Yeah. Do we have? Wh- let's. Should we do some brainstorming? What's on? Should we
2: get a new list going? Yeah.
1: Oh my god, I actually have no idea.
2: Tattoo at the next house. Oh
1: yeah, tattoo. <laughs> Tattoos on there.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got a guest question from Mark McMorris here. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's very similar to what we're actually asking, so I'm just going to have him ask it. Here we go. Mia Brooks, Mark McMorris here. Massive fan. It's been a pleasure sharing some slope courses with you. I want to know an event that you have been to, which you've yet to win, that you would love to win. Cheers.
1: Ooh, I think... Maybe Lax Open. Ooh. I think Lax Open. Yeah. Ooh. But, oh, my God, that's crazy that Martin Morris just said that. It's an honor to ride slopestyle courses with him. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> Mark Mick knows how to put it down on a slope course.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been insane watching him ride at X Games as well. Just laces it.
2: Something like with the X course, like what you said you kind of took a while to figure out the rails, like Mark has figured out that course so well, and it seems like you really are, like, flowing through it now.
1: Yeah, I think, like I said before, being in the domes where it's so quick to get in between all the rails, I think that just helps a lot.
2: Those, those jumps you have to, like, land and then look up at the lips because yeah. it's, it's so much up and down, right? Yeah,
1: I think this season it was all right on the jumps, but last year it was fucked they had like four jumps in like one line and you like you said you'd just land and it'd be like straight to the next jump land straight to the next jump like it was crazy
0: yeah I hear a lot of writers talk about how they love the amount of practice at X Games are you hitting practice bell to bell every day
1: um yeah I think I did all the practice but apart from the big air practice which was straight after slope and I was just like fuck it I'm going to gonna go not party but I'm gonna go sleep (laughs) 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 <laughs> and I was so tired.
2: Catch some Zs. Did you
1: lace
0: yeah. run before the finals or did you wait to bust cab 12 in your finals run?
1: I did. I think we had like two hours practice that morning and it was on sled, so it was super quick. So I did 12 and a 14 in that whole practice. And then I was, after the 14, I think we had like 20 minutes left and I was like, I'm just going to leave it now. And
2: Yeah, end on a high note. Yeah. Do you like to piece together your run and land the whole entire thing in practice and then, like, step away?
1: Yeah. If I if I haven't landed a whole run, I'll be like, oh, no, this is not good. But if I've landed out, I'll be like, okay, we can kind of just chill out a little bit now and do my thing. Yeah.
2: How about when you first show up to a slope course? Like, what's your... How do you, like... How do you break down the rails and the jumps and what you're going to do?
1: I think... Like, me and my coach both have the same sort of, like, vibe. We sort of just ride through, maybe, like, do two or three laps through, just hit the rails, get used to all the rails, like, figure out what rails I kind of want to hit. And then after, like, that two or three runs, then it's like, okay, we'll just start to piece it together. But I just go out there and have fun. I don't really see it as a competition. Like, when I dropped in for X Games, I was like, oh, it's just another lap through another course. Like, I just pretend that I'm riding with my mates and... Having a good time and
2: filming. Usually, when you end up doing really good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's nice. I also
0: heard uh, there's a mantra on your helmet that we need to dive into. Yes. What does it say?
1: It says ride Rome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that uh, the movie with uh, Jack Nicholas, The shining? shining? Is that a yeah. Shining reference?
1: It is. Whew, yeah. Sick.
0: Red <laughs> red
1: yeah, it's uh, Murder Backwards. Yeah. So I say that before we drop in. If I, I think we first started saying it at Kreischberg last year and I wanted to try 12 on the jump and Mikey looked at me and he was like, have you ever heard of this saying like from the shining red rum? And I was like, no. And he was like, it means murder backwards and we're going to go fuck shit up. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and we've said it ever since. And then I went to Walmart and found these glittery stickers and I put it on the back of my helmet saying red rum. And yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty crazy saying and it
2: works so <laughs> helps you click into gear yeah that's sick as
1: soon as that word fucking as soon as that's said it's like
2: it's on site it's
1: game yeah
0: yeah he said uh quote unquote you want to wake up and be somebody's nightmare
1: yeah yeah wake up you gotta scare the shit out of people <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you are you up at the top intimidating people or do you think you just naturally do that
1: i don't know I, do I do I intimidate people?
2: The, the anthrax patch on on yes. the pants. that would probably scare some I'm gonna people. I'm going to be honest. Sure. I'm, I'm currently I'm mildly intimidated. <laughs> yeah. okay. Mildly. Wow. Shook.
1: Okay, <laughs>
2: shook, shook right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I try and make the vibe good up there, but if I intimidate people, maybe. Maybe it's my fault that the vibe's kind of
2: scary up there. I don't know. Have you guys noticed a vibe up here? like, yeah, it's you.
0: <laughs> like you looked in the just, mirror. Let's look at a couple <laughs> facts here. We have anthrax in the headphones, red rum on the helmet. We got all metal patches
2: on your gear. Shaking in your boots yeah, if that's you're dropping behind me. That's Mia.
0: intimidating. And you're just lacing runs. Fuck, I never thought it might actually be me.
2: Yeah, it might be you. I
1: just I just thought it was everyone being nervous up there, but it turns out it's actually me.
2: Ever thought it's actually you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turn around, look in the mirror, it's you.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, look at the flame beanie. The, the flame toque, as they say in Canada. That thing's hitting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got this in Silverthorne, I think, from a skate shop. I tried it on the mirror and I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting that.
0: Yeah, the fits have been hitting. I noticed cowboy hats in heavier rotation.
1: Yeah, that's actually at home right now. I couldn't fit it in my bag, so my dad had to take it home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cowboy hats, not in the U.S. actually had to yeah. check a separate board bag specifically <laughs> for the cowboy hat. What's in this? Is there anything we should worry about? Just a cowboy hat with red rum on the
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a strong statement. I actually can't believe that I did that. Yeah. It's kind of an idiot move, but it was a funny one.
0: Let me tell you something. Sage and I are pulling inspo right now from this vibe. Yeah.
2: You Don't, know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at Brighton in a cowboy hat tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and Anth- anthrax hoodie on. <laughs> <laughs> Pow day. Red rum face tattoo.
1: Holy, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're I think seven- That should be my first tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, 17. Yeah. Decided. No, no tattoos.
1: Yeah. I want one so bad.
2: Silk Deed does tattoos. Yeah, I just started learning. I've been practicing on my leg. Doesn't look too bad.
1: not bad. You could give me a tattoo if you want. I just don't don't tell my mom.
0: I don't think they can hear through this. Okay, cool. You're in the clear. (laughs) Yeah, what do we got? I know you got an uh, agenda for some tattoos.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've been drawing some that I want to get, but I feel like people are like, you need to take some time to think about what you want, but I don't know. I feel like I just need to go for it. And then I think I'm a bit of an overthinker. So if I don't think about it, I mean, what's the worst that could happen?
2: Let's get sil- <laughs> silk, silk on rum.
1: the ink right now. Yeah, fire yeah, it up. Sure, <laughs> I <brought> my stuff. <laughs>
0: yep. So we got red rum, uh, giant Check. rose behind the ear. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> The XL one, yeah. the XL version. We'll do the other side of your head, Sage. Maybe I should
1: just get the bomb hole tattooed on my back. <laughs> that's
2: a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, I like that. that.
0: Big uh, yeah, Nate yeah, Bozong yeah. has bomb hole, a bomb hole logo on his face. So, yeah, oh yeah. yeah that's that's Sick. Pretty, pretty mild. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, we'll <laughs> Silk will get you dialed in on that. Yeah, I got it. I also heard you're big into uh, horror movies and things like that.
1: Definitely not. No.
0: <laughs> you're not?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> my God. No way.
0: Okay, that's, so I got some oh, false yeah. intel, fake oh, news. Yeah. Who, who hit you Mikey with
2: that?
1: I feel, like, I feel like Mikey likes horror movies.
0: <laughs> he likes them, you don't? <laughs> I, I like, hate them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she loves them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I have so to good. like them. Yeah, I have to like them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think, feel like the only thing, horror, that I've watched is like... Have you guys watched American Horror Story? Yeah. Yeah, that's like the only thing that I've watched. That's, it's not really scary, it's just gory. I don't mind gory stuff, but anyone that's in like a mask
2: not down to a mask sketch apart from Slipknot
1: Slipknot that's okay horror movies and people in masks
0: nah are you fucking with Slipknot
1: oh that's intimidating
0: I'm actually more intimidated now (laughs) than I was earlier
1: I don't know what's come over me I just listened to one of their songs one day and I was like I don't know if I like the screaming and now I'm just like full blast on my headphones all the time I love them that's Slipknot
2: sick. will get you into gear You see the Like the drum solos Where they had that The thing that went In a circle Nah And Slipknot You gotta no hit way. that on YouTube I was
1: see. watching Joe. Is it Joey Georgeson Or whatever his name is From Slipknot And he was like Going for it On one of the songs And I was like Yeah that's sick
2: Slipknot will kick you into gear Yeah Are you familiar with
0: uh, Rob Zombie or White Zombie By any chance
1: I know of the name But I don't think I've I don't listen to any of their songs
2: What's the track Dragula Dragula <laughs> <laughs> Oh. OG-
1: I do know that song. Mm-hmm. Like that, was,
2: that was my favorite song when I was seven years old. <laughs> I got that at Mount Hood on a on a Vans DVD or like CD or whatever you'd get it like a raffle in in two thousand, and that was on. It was like, dude, on repeat. <laughs>
1: yeah, CD.
2: We, we go to the gym called the Sect, and we we just turn into
0: bros, and we put on like White Zombie, and just like. Become douchebags. Uh, for one
2: hour every day. But, but, mutate uh, yeah. into a complete goon.
0: But before your run at Natural Selection, wasn't I sending you Dragula before oh, yeah. you, every year before you drop in or whatever? Yeah,
2: yeah I'll, I'll hit it this year, too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk Smith Optics. Now, there's been a lot of hype around Smith's line of the imprint 3D goggles that are custom-made for each rider's face. The technology is the first of its kind, providing the best possible fit and optical experience. Smith just released two new additions to the collection, the 3D Squad and the 3D Squad XL. The first you'll notice is the goggles fit perfectly to your face with less foam bulk. The precision fit eliminates common issues like wind gap, light leaks, and gets rid of the pressure around your temples and nose bridge. They also integrate perfectly with Smith helmets, the result is an improved riding experience with an increased all-day comfort and an expanded field of view without altering the frame design or lens profile. Check them out at smithoptics.com. I just did the face scan; mine are on the way. It was really easy. But again, check them out at smithoptics.com. Speaking of music, we got a question from your coach. Here
1: we go. Oh God!
2: Hi, Brooxie. Um, yeah, quick question. So you've achieved so much in your career so far. There are so many highlights that stand out to me. Um, however, there's one in particular that's off the snow, has nothing to do with snowboarding, but I think um, is incredible. Um, can you tell us the story about being in the mosh pit at Metallica and the pick of Destiny? Cheers.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I knew. As soon as he said, like, the off snow bit, I was like, the oh, fuck, he's going to say about Metallica. Yeah. That was a crazy night. Oh my God. So I, as most people know, I'm obsessed with Metallica and one of my friends, he was doing a show there, not on like the main stage, just in one of the tents. It was in a festival. And my mum called him the night before Metallica were playing. She was like, do you have any tickets to see metallica and he was like yeah i've got a wristband does she want to go so i was like oh my god like i almost died at that point and i was like this is sick anyway we walked pretty much backstage like we were literally where metallica was wow. walked around right to the front of basically like the mosh pit snake pit bit of their stage and um They came out and I actually started crying. I was like, this is the greatest moment of my entire life. Metallica right in front of me. And um, this mosh pit opened up behind me and we ran to the front to get away from the mosh pit and I was even closer. Like we were literally right next to them. It was insane. And they were playing all their songs throughout the night and it was like the coolest moment of my life. And then they started getting all these guitar picks off their mic stands and they were throwing them. And I saw this like, golden pick fly round the front of my face. It landed on the floor. I like got my phone out as quick as I could. I was like on the floor trying to find this guitar pick. And it shone at me off the floor like this golden nugget on the floor. And I just like jumped down, picked it up and like ran out of there as quick as I could so no one like mug me for it. <laughs> and I still have it. I have it here with me, not like here here, but like in our hotel. And I take it everywhere and me and Mikey call it the Pick a Destiny. So Wow. Yeah, I've got James Hetfield's guitar pick that he actually touched and was on his mic stand, and that is the greatest thing ever. Legendary. I
0: was really invested in that story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about the show. Are they? We talking Master of Puppets? What did they play?
1: They did like. It was kind of a weird set. They did like half their songs one night, and I went on the Saturday night. And they played half their songs that night. And I think they played, like, Enter Sandman was the last song they played, which was insane. And, yeah, they played Master of Puppets the night before. So I'm still trying to convince my mom to take me this year so I can see them play Master of Puppets. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Now, that mosh pit can be a dangerous place. Oh, yeah. There's bodies getting thrown around. Yeah. Were you all good?
1: Well, here's another story. (laughs) This is a night full of stories. So, yeah, the first song started playing... And we were like, not moshing, but trying to escape the mosh. And this cup comes flying through the air. And I just feel like this warm liquid running down my face. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I just look at my mate and I was like, what is it? What just came all over us? And he was like, yep, that was piss. And I was like, what? And he was like... We've just had a cup of piss thrown on us. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And they just kept laughing. And it was, like, fucking all in my hair. And I remember, I remember it was, like, all over my wrists and all over my hands. And it was, like, coming really close to my face, like, my mouth. So I was stood there, like, dancing and, like, blowing it up my face so it wouldn't go into my mouth. Because if I, like, if I like rubbed my hands all over my face, I'd get, like, piss in my mouth. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... People are like, wow, that's so dumb that you were frothing that someone threw a cup of piss over you. But I was like, dude, you've got to live it. You're there. If you get a cup of piss thrown over you, you got to be frothing on it. It's
2: all part of the experience.
0: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <That's unreal. laughs> it's a price of admission. <laughs> yeah. And also, oh. uh, you know, I was slightly intimidated. Now, 100% intimidation. If
2: any of your yeah. other, like, fellow competitors <laughs> listen to this, it's game over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: To be honest, I hope none of my mates listen to this because they're going to be probably like,
0: what a loser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I think I you're going to have a couple new fans after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
0: You know, that might be a good strategy at the top of the Slopestyle run. You get some, you know, Metallica battery playing full volume on a speaker. Oh, yeah. Somebody chucks a cup of piss at you and everybody's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And Whoa. you're like loving it. And then you drop it into your slope style, and everybody else is shook.
1: Yeah.
2: Only person to land a run that day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why did you win X Games?
0: Wow.
2: (laughs) It's the intimidation factor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen The Last Dance? You know what I mean? MJ.
2: MJ. He would do it. He would do that. Yeah. He would definitely do it.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's good stuff. Wow. Incredible. (laughs) I heard that you found a keen liking to metal at an absurdly young age like you're when you were five they started playing acdc or something
1: yeah i found it was actually in the rv we found i think my dad's mate used to be obsessed with acdc and he gave him this cd and i found it in the van but it was like we had a, a pull down tv and we put it in there and i just saw a video of angus young playing on the stage and i was like oh my god why have I not been listening to this music I think I was listening to like Lady Gaga and stuff like that <laughs> and then um, I started listening to ACDC I think maybe like five months after that I started playing guitar and then yeah took off from there and now I'm now I'm getting pissed thrown over me at a Metallica <laughs>
2: <laughs> there
0: are levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a natural evolution. Yeah, it's yeah. a natural evolution. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, what's your what's your vibe with the guitar? You're, I heard you're get really good at it.
1: I try to be humble, but yeah, I do do like to play guitar. Kind of <laughs> <She's laughs> ripping the guitar. Good, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like great, but I'm like I can make my way through a few solos, like Metallica solos. I think I've got like eight guitars now, which. One too many, but fuck it, we still buy them.
0: (laughs) And you can hear a song and just play
1: it? Sometimes. If it's like a Megadeth song that's like insane, probably not. But if it's just like a chord song, I could probably figure it out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Impressive. I love that. And something I heard was also that you smacked your head, had a pretty bad injury a while ago, a little bit of a recovery process, and the guitar kind of helped you through that?
1: Yeah. I think... At the time I had like two electric guitars and then my mum bought me acoustic guitar and um, yeah that really helped me to get through it because it was just something that I could do and just take my mind off the fact that I had a concussion because it wasn't even like a physical like you couldn't it wasn't physically stopping me but everyone was telling me that I couldn't do stuff which it just sucks concussions for that sort of thing so the fact that I had my guitar was like a proper lifesaver. I think I would have lost my mind.
0: Maybe rewind and let's let's talk through what happened when you smacked Dome.
1: Yeah. It was actually funny, like, how it happened. I was so dumb. Like, I was riding into a jump, and at the last second, my brain was like, yeah, let's not hit this jump. So I pulled out of the jump, caught my edge, like, hit my face straight (laughs) onto the snow. And, like, I think I pretty much made it up to the like, end of the takeoff of the jump. Like, I was that, like, fast going into the jump. It was on Corvatch last jump. Mm. Like, yeah, it was pretty insane. I think I was knocked out for, like... Like, I was knocked out, knocked out for, like, maybe 10 minutes, but I can't remember anything for, like, 40 minutes. Like, it was insane. I just remember waking up in the hospital and there were all these people around me and I was like, what the fuck is going on?
2: That's a heavy one. When was that?
1: I think it was the year before hell week. So I would have been like 13, maybe it was a like maybe 20, it would have been 2021 because it was the year after lockdown. So yeah, it was, it was an insane year that year. Everything that happened.
2: Heavy. Were you pulling out cause speed?
1: Yeah. Like that's yeah. why I was like, it's so dumb. Like it's oh. kind of funny. Cause I was just like, why the heck would you just pull out with a jump? And I had enough speed as well. Like, The amount of speed that I carried after I'd eaten shit.
0: like I definitely, the top of the lid. Yeah. That's a worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That's a heavy one. So that seems like thinking about concussion recovery, when you smack your head, you know, I've done a bunch of concussion therapy and stuff like that. Like you want to use your brain. And I bet that the guitar was a really good thing to retrain your brain.
1: Yeah. I think it was, that was one thing I was kind of scared to lose that was like, because I'd never had a concussion before so I didn't really know how it worked and I was like oh my god what if I forget some things like how to do some things so I think the fact that I carried on with my guitar and sort of remembered how to do that was uh, that's what helped me a lot as well because I knew that everything was going to be all right as long as I could remember how to play guitar
0: How long were you off the snowboard for
1: Yeah that was it was a crazy one figuring this one out so I told I got told that it was 2 weeks in the hospital And at the time I was like fuck that's such a long time but then after a bit of realization I was like that's not so bad and then I got back home and the GB doctor was like yeah it's gonna be three months off like with nothing like you can no snowboarding no skating no surfing so yeah it was literally three months without doing anything so I was just stuck at home bored as hell
2: ripping guitar
1: yeah yeah (laughs) pretty much But, yeah, looking back on it now, it's kind of like it was a learning curve and, you know, everyone probably has to get some sort of injury like that at some point. So you just got to not let that get in the way, really.
2: Did you find when you came back you were, like, so motivated that you were like, let's let's learn stuff again? Or were you, like, timid kind of going into Uh, it?
1: I don't know. I think I was a bit of both. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to push myself too hard just yet like I was kind of scared but then at the same time I was kind of like yeah let's get back into this as quick as possible I think it only took me like two or three weeks just to get back up to where I was usually at and yeah I'm super grateful that it wasn't anything mentally blocked from what happened
0: but are you back to feeling good yeah nice yeah, That's love good. that. Love hearing that. Now, um, you know, we had a lot of talk about music, so I think it could be a good time for a you know what segment. Silky, I think it might be time for name that
2: video part.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now it sounds like you have pretty much zero snowboard video. <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. How's your confidence level, zero through 10? Zero. (laughs) I can respect that. A confident zero. A confident zero. She owned it. Yeah. I would say an intimidating zero. It's very. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Oh, my God. Godspeed.
1: I have no clue.
0: (laughs) Maybe you
2: could do a -a phone-a-friend. Sage? (laughs) <laughs> Travis Parker Lamb
0: wow. <laughs> wow Look who came through for you
2: Good job you. You. Nice wife wow. statement Nice move, <laughs> oh phone my and God. Yep <laughs> You know he, who wants to be a millionaire It's an option Yeah Does that show still yeah. exist I don't know I like that aspect know you know. That should be a yeah, phone A friend Get a 50-50 get like yep. <laughs> Yeah a this or that
0: <laughs> Yeah I like that uh, yeah. So you just won uh, Sage helped you earn that uh, bomb hole prize pack on the ground.
1: <laughs> wow. That's uh, yep, a Yeti that's
0: backpack. It's not a backpack, it's a carry-all. Uh, it's like a bit of a rust color, and it's filled with a bunch of bomb hole hats. Uh got be- the smelling salts
2: as well. Smelling yeah, salts. Smelling in in there. There. It's got some beanies, oh, yeah. a hoodie, Absolutely. a t-shirt.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Trap Lord. You can bring a couple of hats back for Trap Lord, too. Oh, get yeah. Him and him yeah. Taking care Hail of Trap
2: Lord's going to be handling <laughs> the
0: salts. <laughs> yeah, tra- you're going to want to keep Trap Lord away from salts The salts don't stand a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trap Lord actually has a no-smelling-salt-left-behind foundation where he just obliterates a Charity. It's a charity. It's, it's a for a good cause. It's for a good cause. Okay, part two of Name That Video Part. This is for our listeners. Thank God Mia doesn't have to do this one. Um, and if you know the video part, comment on the photo of Mia when the episode comes out. That's where we pick our winner. And you'll get probably a dog shit prize pack from us it's I let, stickers it's stickers yeah i i don't you got to talk to upper management i don't know how this all works okay here we go okay thank you guys for playing name that video part
2: I was lost on that one. Yeah, that's an OG one. Yeah,
0: That one's for the O... There's some people... That East the, Coast shit? I can't give too much away, but uh, let's just say it's some OG uh, royalty. Yeah. But it's...
2: Uh, I'm stumped on that one.
0: Yeah. It's kind of maybe before your generation, we'll say. Um, you know, we got two greats... Uh, com- three? Three. We have <laughs> three greats. Sorry, Silk. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry, Silk. Uh, competitive athletes... And I, you know I always want to know what's what's the secret sauce like you you guys have gotten so good at snowboarding. You're winning X games, you won Sochi, you're doing natural selection, all this shit. But what's the what's the secret sauce? What do you think the key is to getting incredible at snowboarding?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> just go snowboarding.
0: <laughs> I
2: like that.
1: Yeah, I don't What would you say? <laughs> I don't know. I I'd just say go
2: snowboarding and, and enjoy it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in the simplest terms, that is 100% correct. I feel like just time on board.
0: Yeah.
2: Hearing hearing your story, I was super interested to hear just you coming from the UK and like how you guys started. And it's pretty clear that you just loved to go snowboard. And like that just creates all the fundamentals that are there instead of being concerned about winning a contest when you're a kid or or learning a certain trick, it's it's more about, like, the here and now. And it's, like, just going riding. I mean, I think for me, it was, like, getting taken out of school to go ride. I was, like, I got to <laughs> soak this up. Like, I'm getting taken out of school at 1 p.m. Like, I got to ride till 4 just to go get the shred. Like, I don't got to be in school right now. This is awesome.
1: Yeah. And,
2: like, enjoying those moments and soaking them up with your friends. And, you know, I was, like, a little bit before your time where, like, we didn't really have – like coaching wasn't huge you know there was like there was teams here and there but it was just like riding with your friends and I know that's still sometimes like coaches become your friends like especially nowadays there's like really cool coaches in snowboarding where like when I was growing up coaches were like you kind of just clowned on them you're like dude coaches (laughs) are whack and uh there's a lot of really rad coaches now that like could become your friend but uh I think just yeah time on slope like you said enjoy it and have fun is like it sounds so stupid and cliche but that's like the most important part about it getting the fundamentals down
1: yeah i think i remember i used to get taken out of school quite a bit especially when i was like seven i used to get told that i was gonna go snowboard and i'd be like hell yeah then my mom i'd hear my mom in the kitchen while i was getting all my stuff on and she'd be like yeah, Mia's really ill today, like, she can't come in, she's, like, spewing everywhere, like, she's gonna have to miss today, and then I'd go in the next day, and it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm so ill yesterday, oh, my God, and I'd just been shredding it, like, the domes in Manchester.
2: <laughs> that's amazing, yeah, I, I think that's, that's super key, like, just getting hyped on, on boarding and, you know, y- like, you, you weren't even watching movies, you were just like, I want to be out there ripping, like, that's pretty special.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think I've only watched like three snowboard movies in my entire life.
2: What are we What are we talking? <laughs> so, name that movie. <laughs> name, <Yeah>. name the <laughs> movie. <We're, we're>, <laughs> this is a segment called "Name <laughs> a Snowboard Video." Anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the first one ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to me, Broxson. Name that movie. So I
2: <laughs> movie. That name you see. any movie with snowboarding
0: in it yeah. that exists.
1: I think <laughs> is it Re- resonance with resonance? Resonance! Wow, wow. Yep. Chorus score is going yep. up. That's huge. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yep. I remember I used to watch that on repeat for when I was like seven. That's the only movie. I'll admit it. That's the only movie I watched when I was younger. Snowboard movie, resonance. and I used to get hyped, especially on Brandon Cockard's part where he's in the streets. And kick
0: Wow. Yeah. Credibility. Now it <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Stocks Every- rising. <laughs> Stocks rising.
2: <laughs> She's not missing. She's not missing. Intimidation's <laughs> still high. Okay. Still high.
1: I think after that, I went through a phase where I absolutely loved Danny Davis. He was like my favorite snowboarder. I think I watched, you know, this is Danny Davis. It was like Burton Snowboards did like a whole, they did like one for Martin Morris, I think, maybe one for Terrier. And it was one he went to like, Japan with all like red and all them guys. And then it finished with him at X Games. There was that one. And I used to froth off that one. And then probably
2: be on medals. Yep. Yeah. You know what I think you'll love? 9191. Ooh. Yep. They had a, there's a part in it where they had the Slayer drummer. Uh, what they picture locked it, so they edited. It. All right, I'm taking words out of Jake Price here. Correct me if I'm completely Making wrong. Up words. Com- yep. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me it. if I'm completely wrong on this, but I think he picture locked it, like edited it to how he wanted to see it, and he had Slayer drummer go in and and do a solo to this section it's of sick. the movie. It's really oh, yeah. sick. a lot of rock in there. I think I think you'll love it.
0: Yeah. I'll watch it this Yeah, like some dark stoner rock playlist. Kind yeah,
2: Gigi yeah. rough. Yeah, it's it's, it's it. amazing. You'll yeah.
0: love it.
1: Nice. Put it on the list. Yep.
0: Put it on the list. I mean, the other thing to think about is that Mia is only seventeen years old, so she's only she hasn't even been alive for most of the video. She's only really <laughs> had the opportunity to see like five <laughs> yeah, videos. Yeah.
2: Time's not on your side. Time's right. not no. on your side. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, I have another question. This is a, this is another one. See, I'm I'm trying to learn here. Uh you're at the top of the run, you got to put down a slipstar run. What how do you get fired up? Like what does it take to get fired up?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Probably music. Definitely music. Either Megadeth, maybe Slayer. <laughs> Depending on what the mood is. Megadeth, Slayer, Slipknot, po- most likely Metallica.
0: Wow. Yeah. What about a little song called Mama Said Knock You Out? Are you familiar with that?
2: <laughs> never <laughs> Are you familiar with LL Cool J?
0: <laughs> That's uh, Sage One Sochi listening to that song.
2: Wow. Uh, his, his,
0: his credibility actually <laughs> went, went up for years. <laughs> his declined after that came out.
2: So, so you know, it's funny. So before that song was in, because I was just like shuffling. That song came up right before, but I was listening to Metallica all day. Like, I was super, or just been down for Metallica. Nice. And uh it just, like, blew up after. There was like, Sage was listening to Metallica. And then all these, like, metalheads were like, clown. Like, you don't even know, like, actual metal <laughs> bands. I was like, all I said was I was bumping Metallica.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I got a lot of people, like, there was a famous rock station in the UK. And after I won world champs, because it went, like, viral everywhere. And they were like, yeah, me, was listening to Metallica. And then it, they put it on this like metal station. They were like, Mia Brooks just won world championships, listening to Metallica. And then I was like, holy shit. Like people know that I listen to Metallica now. It's
2: cool. <laughs> Core yeah. score rising.
0: Yeah. Just st- she's steady on the rise. All right, we got a question from your mom, Vicky. Here we go.
1: Hi Mia, quick question from Mum next. Obviously you live and breathe snowboarding and playing your guitar. So if you were asked to give one of these up, which one would it be? Oh my God. I cannot believe my mom asked that question. (laughs) Wow. That is insane.
2: Bit of a a lose-lose situation. Yeah, it's a lose-lose scenario.
1: Oh my God. I have no idea. That is a hard question. I don't know. I'd either... I think I'd have to give up guitar because I just love snowboarding too much. But if I gave up guitar, I'd probably take up saxophone. Just because why not?
2: Still, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. feel like saxophone true. would be a sick L- lose guitar, pick up the sax. Yeah, you'd have Obviously. to you'd have to run more of
0: a jazzy fit. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, if people are like what instrument you play, you play saxophone. It's just like pff, uh,
0: that's
1: just cool. Yeah,
0: nothing like showing jazzy. Up, showing up to like a dive bar and just kind of smashing when it's open a mic night.
2: Saxophone nine. solo, <laughs> just look yeah. like a god. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I can't play guitar anymore.
0: I can play saxophone though. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a serenade situation than an aggressive, but uh, yeah, you know it's good for a rebrand. You know, you're only 17. You know, as as yeah. Sage has learned, <laughs> when you've been in the game for a long time, you have to reinvent yourself. Yeah, you, know? you got
2: to start a podcast. Yeah, podcast.
0: <laughs> That's when you you know you're really over the hill. Podcast is when you're you're not even on the back nine anymore. you're on the second round of 18. And uh you're starting to have health problems and may die soon of natural causes. That's when the podcast really starts ramping up. The
2: rebrand the rebrand season's good. When you see someone going through, you're like, oh, okay, here we go. This guy's looking pretty washed up. He's pretty due for a podcast here. <laughs> like what's this person gonna do to to crawl out of their hole they're in? Been down for a couple years. Nothing good's coming. Where's the rebrand? Brand switch up? Are we talking <laughs> clothing style, podcast?
0: All right. You know, we've been going for a while. I think it's time for another run through wall smelling salt. You want one, Sage? Inject that thing into my nose. Here, here oh, she's still got- i I've, I've still got two. Yeah, because she did so well on the I, trivia. I kind of scared
2: myself earlier. I sniffed <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same.
1: <coughs> yeah, when I first oh. took it, I was like, oh, oh, my God. God,
2: it just rips right through your brain. <laughs> Oh, in a good way. Oh, wow. in, a in a great good. way. Yes.
0: In a healthy, organic it kind way. Of runs <laughs> naturally and organically through your brain. <sighs> on
1: one side of went on one side of my nose that time. So now one. Classic. Yeah, I went, <laughs> yeah. I
2: got heavy left that time. Ooh. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh my god, my eyes are watering. That's cool.
0: <sighs> All right, we are introducing the GoPro line of the Winter Contest. Now, they got $120,000 in cash prizes for ski and snowboard POV clips and the opportunity to be crowned GoPro Line of the Winter. Now, to enter, upload your raw footage from any GoPro camera to the GoPro Line of the Winter Challenge at gopro.com slash awards and post your line with the hashtag GoProLineOfTheWinter. Now, what's up for grabs? We got ten grand each for four ski and four snowboard clips from January through April. And then they got 20 grand each for one skier and one snowboarder whose run is crowned GoPro Line of the Winter in May. Each month, GoPro athletes Jamie Anderson, Sage Kosberg, Tom Walsh, and more will judge and select their favorite clips to take home the cash. Submissions will be judged on athletic performance. Video capture quality and overall wow factor. So get out there, record some A grade lines, and you could be the GoPro line of the winter winner. Okay, so uh, one other notable thing we forgot to mention UK snowboarder Will Smith.
2: That was Everybody. a huge L.
0: That was a, <laughs> we're sorry, Will. We're, so... <laughs>
2: we're sorry. It's we, love right, you. Will?
0: we hope you it's fun. forgive <laughs> us. Um, let's talk manifestation some more. Let's go into some nerd talk. Uh I mean you talked about how you woke up and said you're gonna win X Games every day and then you won it. Do you have any other experiences like that?
1: Well, champs. But not every day. Like I got to the airport and I was like, let's win it. I looked at Mikey and I think we dapped each other in the airport and it was like the crispest dap. <laughs> and we were like we were like, we're coming back to this airport with a gold medal in whatever could be big out could be slow but we're getting a gold medal and then a week later i got a gold medal at world champs and that changed my life i know it sounds cheesy but it literally did like i went from being just the kid that rode at lax and was like all right to like world champ basically was where insane. was that world champs at that was in georgia Oh. in bacariani i think it was wow that place was crazy
2: things were in motion that could not be stopped yeah the question is was it the manifestation
0: or was it the crisp dap <laughs> because the a, a, the <laughs> power of a crisp dap up
1: <laughs> i think it i think it was the dap
2: yeah
0: I
1: th- yeah it was M- a mixture the dap.
2: of two but mostly yep. the dap yep. probably yep. So yep.
0: would you say the key to success is a little bit of manifestation and a crisp dap yeah You've got to believe it.
1: If you believe it and do a dap at the same time, it's like the universe expanding. Mm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Do you think maybe some people aren't c- clicking because their coach doesn't have a good dap? Mm-hmm. Like maybe hand sizes are off yep. possibly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. you need to start analyzing yeah. yep. your coach. Like mm-hmm. Mark Mick That's might be hitting a little <laughs> yeah. dap. Like, yep. yep, his is clicked in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if if you don't have a crisp dap, sorry, mate, you can't work with me. Yeah. <laughs> crisp dap,
0: oh, yeah. We are going... That's connection. We're go, that
2: is connection. That's connection. Gold medal connection. That's a gold yep. medal connection.
0: It might even affect the atmospheric river. <laughs> you never know. A good dap. But, um... So, talking about... Uh, manifestation. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> did you... I can't even... I was about to ask I a serious know. question. <laughs> but... <laughs> did you ever... Oh my God. Let's just keep talking about the atmospheric river because it's more fun. So, a great dap. <laughs> the power of it... Is unmarveled, unmarveled. It's like Guys. a Travis Rice fourth phase hydrology situation. <laughs>
2: yeah, the process we follow, the DAP we ride. We
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: Uh, okay, so going back to uh, manifestation, did you ever suffer from imposter syndrome?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's like last year. I went through it a lot. Like I knew that I'd won World Champs, but I still felt like I shouldn't have been there. And that sounds dumb, but like I was like, "What the heck? I'm just a kid from Manchester that's grown up snowboarding. Like I shouldn't be here with all these people. Like there's no way in a million years that I would have thought that I could and was there with them. If <laughs> you know what I mean? It was um, yeah. I went through that a bit, but I had like my manager knows this guy. And he's like this mind coach. And I had a few meetings with him. And after like two weeks of them, it was like gone completely. And he like completely changed how I thought about it. And ever since that, like I've been a different person, I feel like. And it's just like, it's just crazy to think about what your mind does to you and how it can affect how you ride and what you're doing.
0: Can you talk a little bit more specifically on what you're doing with this mind coach?
1: Yeah, so he, the first session we sat down and he was like, like what not what's wrong with you but like you know what I mean he was what's just happening? like yeah no. yeah yeah and i was like i just feel like i shouldn't be here not in like a negative way of like anything bad just i feel like i'm just
2: it's the weird kid from manchester yeah,
1: yeah yeah like why have i ended up like how have i ended up here and he went through it all and he sort of like broke everything down into bits and was like okay tell me a bit about your background, sort of like where you want to be. And he sort of analysed it all and then wrote like this whole speech about someone, but that someone was me. And he was like, would you want to hang out with this person? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, that's who everyone's going to see. So you shouldn't feel like your, like, imposter syndrome should be there. And it was like crazy how he sort of broke everything down Like you sort of tore me to pieces to then build it back up and it was like all gone. It was insane. So yeah, I feel like I never really wanted to sort of go through like mental coaching or anything. But if ever you were going through something like that, I feel like it's so important to just sit back and go, let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. Let's do it. And I was like a different person that next day. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. I think it's natural. Like when you start... You've had success at such a young age and yeah, you do think like, how did I get here? And then you feel like bad or weird or however you want to say it. And it's like, it's natural, especially like you're so humble, you know, like you have all these accolades, you're 17, like that's now you can use that moving forward. Like, okay, well I am here and like, I, I should be here and, and accepting that. And yeah, that's definitely heavy in the moment, but makes you stronger after
1: yeah I feel like I just ever since I've been with Mikey as well like it's he's changed my mentality so much since like two years ago I think it was when we started working with him and yeah I went from being like oh yeah I'll just do a few world cups and maybe make it to finals maybe not we'll see how it goes I did one world cup I think I came ninth and then we went with Mikey and then the next world cup that I did, I think came fifth. And then the world cup after that, I came second and then I won world champs. So wow. it was like, I feel like I just needed someone to be there and be like, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, but you've just got to believe in yourself and trust yourself. So I feel like having someone to tell you that is, it's hard to convince yourself sometimes that like you can do things. So it's nice to have someone there to be like, just do it. Just you'll be fine. Just send it.
2: Yeah, someone to lean on and like. Yeah. Not it's not just you believing yourself. It's like, if this person is there like every day believing in you at the top, and even if you if you have a da- bad practice day or this and that, it's like yeah. they're like, no, you can still do it. You just gotta put it together in this way. Exactly. Yeah, that's huge.
0: Yeah, and you guys have a electric dap as well, <laughs> which
2: can go carry you very far.
0: Now I think about what a coach, and I think about. A guy with an iPad standing there filming you, breaking down (laughs) tricks. Like you see at the top with a lot of the country coaches, you know? Yeah. And it's like they got a country logo on their jacket and they're filming with an iPad. That's my vision of a coach often, but it seems like you and Mikey have a totally different relationship. Like I would love to know what (laughs) his role entails.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like me and Mikey are the same person. It's crazy. Like we both think the same things, we both do exactly the same things, and he's definitely not like any other coach. Like he'll be the type of coach that, he, like most coaches that I've seen, they'll be at the top and they'll ride with you all day, and then it's like, right, okay, you're done coaching now. But Mikey'll like come film me afterwards. I think in Mammoth last week, he's gonna kill me for telling you guys this, but. <laughs> He was like, oh, my God, yeah, there's this long rail at the park and I really want to hit it. So I was like, you've got it, you've got it, just go fast at it, you've got it. And he was riding into it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think it will be so sick if I do a front lip on the rail before it and then hit the rail. And I was filming at this point and he did a front lip, caught his edge on the ground (laughs) 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 shit, and just rode off like, oh, my God. And then he got back up, laced the the rail that he actually wanted to do. And was, like, frothing on it. And I feel like that's missing out with so many coaches, like, that don't go and just send it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a coach, you've just got to be, like, an athlete sometimes.
2: Sounds like he enjoys snowboarding. Like, he's there for you to be competing, but he also wants to go take laps with you after. And, like, knows that that's how you've gotten here, too. It's, like, just going and snowboarding.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people as well, when I was younger, they were like, let's train. And then go to the gym. And obviously going to the gym is important, but I'm just like, let's train and so then go snowboarding. snowboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like snowboarding, the reason you go snowboarding is so that you can be a professional snowboarder. Like you've got to go snowboarding so that you can get there. You don't just snowboard and then do other things.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I am i don't know how it is now, but I remember when I was competing, uh, some of the people wouldn't go take the chairlift at X Games. Yeah. Like just hit the snowmobiles, practice, do the runs. I'm like, you haven't been like shredding <laughs> like what are, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you doing here dude like what's up with you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that day of X Games I think it did two piece laps before training did the comp obviously went back home and then the next day I was straight up to the top lapping the rail part with my dad and we were just like shredding all day
2: that's rad yeah that's so sick
0: amazing and talking to Mikey he also mentioned that you guys prioritize rest as well yeah do you want to elaborate on that
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people like go to the gym, like I say, and feel like you've got to do something to fill up that time to make sure that your strength's up and all that. But I feel like it's just as important to get the rest in between it. Like we've just been competing for two weeks straight now. I mean, obviously Mammoth didn't go to plan because of the weather, but it's still there. Like you're still trying to get stuff done. And um, yeah, I just took off a few days in LA and I feel like that's so important because it just gives you a break from all the riding all the time because it can get stressful and like you can properly get into your head when when you compete competing. So it's nice to just take a bit of time and relax and. Just not have to think about yeah. hitting a jump or not a rail. Just,
2: Yeah, not just go think about a cab 14 off a 70-foot yeah. park jump. <laughs> and crisp
1: daps all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes when you just take time off, even if it's a couple of days, and you come back, you're like, oh, I'm so motivated to go ride. And, like, you want to yeah. go, go shred so bad.
1: I think after lockdown, I was so excited to go snowboarding that we drove out to Lax and i think i went snowboarding the next day at like i was at the lift first lift before they even opened i was that excited to go snowboarding i feel like that's what everyone needs
2: is locks your favorite park yeah locks is the sickest it's so dope <laughs>
0: yeah now i'm curious when you look at a lot of high level athletes at x games and things like that they have a team like you mentioned you you saw a mindset coach you have i'm guessing an agent i'm guessing you have Mikey, you have your parents like who's your who's your team around you right now
1: yeah so it's my mom my dad obviously all my sponsors um it's kind of like a small group of people but it works so well and it's taken me so long to find that right group of people but it's all finally working out and yeah it's uh, a lot stress-free now (laughs) yeah
0: So they take care of all the sponsor stuff so you're able to just show up, ride, have fun. That's important.
1: Yeah. It's, um, ever since we got a manager, like we had one of our friends, Sam, um, who used to manage me and then it got to the point after world champs and he was like, he was like, yeah, I think we're going to need to look into getting a proper manager for you now. and, like, yeah, big respect to Sam. He's an absolute ledge. But, um, yeah, he's still good mates with us. And, yeah, um, after World Champs, it went crazy. So it was nice to have someone take that weight off our shoulders. And, like, it used to be my mum and Sam that used to sort of manage me. But now we've just got Chris, who's also Sven's agent. And, um, yeah. He is an absolute
0: legend.
2: <laughs> Shout Chris, out, Chris. Chris is awesome. Chris <laughs> is awesome. He is a legend.
0: Yeah. Amazing. I, I was actually just thinking, too, I'm like, when's the first time I saw Mia ride? And I, I remember the first notable thing where I was like, holy shit, was, um, I think it was like Audi 9s, maybe? Yeah. Cab 12 or Cab 10?
2: Cab 10?
1: think if it's the video i think you're talking about it, it could have been captain was it a follow cam yeah yeah uh, cab Ten.
2: green pants yeah the yeah. full the green <laughs> the broccoli cab- yeah yeah the cab 12 that yeah. was legit
1: i had a lot of nicknames going down for that outfit i think what was i i think i was the broccoli the green pea yeah there were a lot of funky names going down
0: <laughs> what's the key to a good kit
1: baggy pants if you've got baggy pants the rest is all right
0: you know, it's also key to your riding style. Like baggy pants, they help help it out for sure. <laughs> but your your arms are down; they're not moving. You're chill. You put baggy pants on and look like waggy, wavy arm flailing inflatable tube man. It <laughs> do- doesn't matter. You know True what I mean? Fun.
2: True. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm talking about? The si- yeah, the, the guys in front of the business. Yeah. The inflatable. Si- yeah. The car wash guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah,
1: I know what you're about. Yeah. Yeah, I think the key to a good style, it's one word, or maybe two. You could say it's two. It's Dusty Henriksen. Watch mm-hmm. Dusty Henriksen, and your life will change forever. I used to watch Dusty on the way to the lift for, like, an hour on, like, hours after hours, analyzing his style, and i go up the mountain and then try to do the
2: same tricks as him Sick. on, like, smaller rails. That's so rad. <laughs> yeah. Dusty has such good style. And he's on big tricks too, yeah. Not just on like one eighties and stuff. Like he can make a twelve sixty look good. So I'm doing eighteen hundred. It was like pretty sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he makes like. Did he do a quad? Was it one time or trip? Was it a triple? Yeah.
2: I think like he might have done quad, but like back in the like couple years ago.
1: Yeah, mammoth. Yeah. I don't even know what it was, but it was that chill. It looked like it was a seven. He was just so chill with it, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. This guy is cool.
0: He told me once I was fall camming him and he switched up his trick off the jump on this line and he just did a back rodeo seven stale fish and it was incredible. And I was like, Dusty, what the fuck was that? He's like, I just got to lip and it's
2: what the jump wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <That is> sick. <laughs> jump told me. I'm
0: like, that's do you ever, are you, are you planned or do you ever have kind of spur of the moment? I'm going to try this as you're going down the slope style course. Not in your run, but just riding
1: yeah yeah I think definitely just do that I just go to the jump and I'm like yeah I'll just try this I think I watched Dusty's bomb hole and I was like we literally have the same mindset when we're riding it It pretty mental like he was did he say like when I ride into the jumps I just make it up and see what happens yes he did say that (laughs) and I was I was watching it and I was like Oh my God. I literally do the exact same thing. Like I'll ride down. Mikey's like, what well, are you going to do this run? And I'm, I don't know. I'll just make it up as I go down and see what
2: happens. That's amazing. You know, who else kind of has that is, is Ulrich Bodschlager. Oh, Bodschlager. <laughs>
0: Bodschlager kind of goes wrong wow. too. The only, another person that I've, I've heard say that Zeb Powell. Yep. No way. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But if you think about that, what that is, is you're so present in the moment that you're, just doing what your body wants to do.
2: Yeah. yeah, like watch Austin Sweeten ride down a pillow face. Intuitive. Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of the be the ball mentality, Craig Kelly. Be the ball. Do you know yeah. be the ball? No. Oh wow, this is a good. This wow. is a good learning moment. Uh, <laughs> do you want to field this one, Sage? Would you like to field it? You got this. Uh, well, this this is I'm the person to do it instead of Sage since I made a living <laughs> sliding down handrails, so. <laughs> A lot of people call me the Craig Kelly of snowmobiling. If you were to roll the ball uphill and see where it goes, that's kind of how I, I just ping-pong my way up the hill. Uh, anyway, that is irrelevant. I'm going to actually get into a good, this is good snowboard philosophy, yeah. but when riding a terrain, like riding a terrain, when you're riding terrain in the, in the backcountry and it's like an untouched face, you have all different types of fingers and spines and diving boards and things like that when you're riding, and he always said that, if, you know, be the ball, like if you were to roll a ball down the hill, how would it make its way down the slope, like naturally? And you can do that. You can do that on a down bar when you ride straight in on a, on a, into a handrail. <laughs> well, no, but you really can't. But in, in, uh, I think you can probably still do it in slope style too.
1: Yeah. That's what I do. I'll ride down and just let my board take me wherever it wants to go. And that sounds really, that sounds like a quote. But <laughs> I do. It was.
2: Yeah, <laughs> be the ball.
1: Yeah. I remember riding through the X Games course and I ended up on one of these rails and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And it was like this mad kink rail and I scared myself so much. And I was like, why did I hit that? And I just I just get into the flow of the rails.
2: Well, you kind of said it earlier and I was asking if you like, all right, I'm going to do this trick and this trick when you're like, no, I kind of show up and see what the course is flowing like, see what tricks are feeling good. And that in itself is basically being the ball in slope style is a little more premeditated, but not just being like, I'm going to cab 270 on the first rail. It's like, that's not making sense. Then that ain't making sense. Yeah.
1: A lot of people as well will turn up and have a set trick in mind and be like, like you just said, like I want to two onto a rail and they'll get there and do it, but be like, Oh, I can't two out of it. Or, you know, like, they can't figure out the next rail, and they'll have to change the rest of their run just based on that one trick. And I think, why would you do that? Just like, yeah. just find the flow of the, yeah. of the course, and it'll come to you. And then it's that's the easiest way of doing it, easiest yeah. and less stressful way. Of doing
2: yeah, it. don't get hooked up on one trick.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And even your locks open run, I'm thinking about like the switchboardy to fifty to front board to fakie. Yeah, that's a bit of a be the ball move.
1: Yeah, it is. That's the only trick. I'll admit it. That's the only trick that I've been like, I want to do that. I saw the course and I was like, nah, my yeah, course is moving sense. around as well. <laughs> like
0: I'm doing that trick. That looked like a feel good though.
1: Yeah, that was, it was a hard one to get into at first, but it was fun once we got into it. It was good fun. And then I front sevened off the kink rail after that. And that was, I don't even know why I tried that. I was just like, I really want to do a seven out of a rail.
2: Sick. <laughs> What do you feel about when you're building a slope run of doing something on the first rail that just gets you in the groove instead of fighting something on the first rail, like just to get you in the groove and then you're like, oh yeah, stomp that. Obviously I'm going to stomp the next one.
1: Yeah. Just doing a sick trick is...
2: Start it off with a bang.
1: Yeah. If you start off with a good trick, you know the rest of the run's
2: going to be good. Then you're all fired up.
1: Yeah. Yeah like x games when i was riding the rails as soon as i'd done all the rails i was like oh yeah okay now we're, <laughs> now we're good we're, walk in the park from here yeah. on out. The, the hardest bit of the whole x games course was the last rail and i did a front blunt too and it was so sketchy because the down rainbow rail was like right next to it i think miabi caught her edge on the rainbow saw rail saw that yeah and i almost did that in practice and I knew once I'd got past that, that the rest of the run would be fine. It was just that one rail was like fucking with everyone.
0: All right, let's talk about Blackstrap. Now, I've been testing some of their products lately. They sent some stuff to the bomb hole. And let me tell you, they make some high-performance base layers, beanies, balaclavas, and more. Recently tried out the Blackstrap Summit base layers on a full day hiking around the backcountry. We were getting sweaty. It was cold. And I was really impressed. They're breathable. They're stretchy. They're quick-drying. Good base layers are key for staying warm and comfortable in the mountains. And they are worth investing in. I wear base layers every time I go ride. So great base layers are absolutely crucial. And Blackstrap makes some really high-quality ones. So check them out. Also, I was impressed with their balaclavas. As you know, I wear a helmet these days. New to that game. And I love the fit under the helmet. So if you're looking for a great under-the-helmet balaclava, be sure to check out bsbrand.com. And you can use promo code BOMBHOLE for 20% off your order. Again, that's bsbrand.com, promo code BOMBHOLE, 20% off your order. They also recently came on board to support BOMBHOLE Cup, as well as our Woodward Dust Bomb Ride Day. So support brands that support snowboarding and check out bsbrand.com and use promo code BOMBHOLE for 20% off your order and get yourself looking fresh out there on the hill. Now, talking about all these tricks and things like that, you know, you're getting into cab 12, cab 14, Olympics is a few years away. Are you already thinking, okay, you know, all the, a lot of the Japanese riders, a lot of these riders are training hard in like airbags all summer. We know where the progression's heading. Are you like thinking, all right, we're going 14, we're going 16, we're going 18, maybe for the next Olympics, like planning that out?
1: Yeah, definitely looking at what Coco's doing now with doing... I mean, she tried a 16 at X Games and almost landed it. So I know within the next two years, she's going to have a 16. Easy. I mean, it's there. She just got unfortunate and didn't land it. So I think this summer, I'm definitely going to try and work on some 16s, get the 14 on I mean, the jump at X Games was like so perfect for that trick. So I, I mean... I wouldn't say I have it on lock, but if I need it and I really tried to get it, I could get it round. But I think working on it on an airbag, like obviously I said before, it's not good for flat spins, but it might be worth just repping some out. Um, but yeah, definitely 16s and 18s are where it's at in the next few years. And like different directions because the X Games, the big air, they made sure that you had to spin like backside and front side or cabin front side or switch back and like you had to spin two different ways which is insane especially for like girls like me that only spin backside in and cambo <laughs> <laughs> i've got to go learn a front ten.
2: <laughs> you got that yeah easy
0: yeah i love i love where we're at like i was talking to somebody the other day and it's like what's your favorite things to watch it's like women's slope style Hands yep. down. And I love men's pipe right now, too, with uh, some of the tricks, like Ayumu and Scotty James yeah, switch Mick Pulley. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's a, it, we're in just such a sweet spot for uh, competitive snowboarding right now. It's really mm. fun.
1: Yeah. Watching Lux Open was really cool, especially the pipe. Because it's always on. If it's, like, good weather, it's always on. Like, I think Lux Open for pipe is like X Games for snowboarders slope style like yeah. people go every,
2: huge yeah, in that pipe
1: that pipe's the best in the world so
2: yeah.
0: it goes off when people yeah, are there. and there's some dogs competing too where it's like Scotty he's got his run dialed Ayumu is so freaking exciting and then Lil' Taki was going back to back triples yeah. and then you got uh, Kaishu just bringing the style god aspect so there's there's kind of a couple different genres and they're making pipe fun to watch again
2: it's a good era of just competing I think it's, like, people – yeah, you get people checking, but you have, like – you also have Scotty, like you saying, like, switch Mickey ball back. Insane. Yeah. Like, you're oozing style the whole way down. I mean, people, people are putting it up, but also just, like, keeping it real on runs. Like, making sure you have, like, a couple tricks in there that you're like, yeah, that was really – that was sick.
1: Yeah. I think men's pipe is, like,
2: the sickest thing to watch right now. Watching pipe live is so cool. Yeah. Because I can relate to – a lot of things in snowboarding, <laughs> but a Yumu's run, I cannot relate <laughs> yeah, to yeah. at all. And I'm like, if you're like on the deck watching a Yumu go like 22 feet out on a triple, you're just Crazy. like, I can never do that.
1: 100%. Especially riding the lax pipe. Like I was in there at Christmas and I was like getting probably like two feet out the top. Probably not even that. Felt like two feet. It's probably under coping. And I was just watching Yumu and I was like, how? Like, how did, how do you even figure out how you can go that high? Like, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Just like one little switch up of, you know, just riding transition. You're just like, okay, these people are absurdly good at this. Yeah. You know? 100%. And it's like, it's all snowboarding, but it's all different.
1: And it's crazy as well because they're going to put a pipe at the bottom of the Olympic slopestyle course,
2: I think. Whoa, a full on pipe. Oh, like, or like a, two walls.
1: I think, like, a full pipe, but it'll only be like two or three hits or so I've heard. So, yeah, it's going to be wow, mental.
0: So Get those triples going. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I've got to learn triples on a jump and in the pipe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, where is the going right now? Mikey, are, are you filming? I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm really scared right now. I'm going to try
2: it. Yeah. <sighs> I oh, even, that's nuts. Have yeah. you just heard that? Is there like how... How, have you guys seen the slope course yet or?
1: Nah, it's just been like rumors. rumors. Yeah. Oh,
2: you heard it here first. This is a bomb hole exclusive. Yeah, this is a yeah, bomb yeah. hole exclusive is
0: Olympic is a- <laughs> slope style Potential preview. hearsay. Allegedly, we should say for legal Allegedly. purposes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but this uh, is, this is, ru- this is Fizz snowboard slope style tour rumors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is predictions. I think. Don't Mm -hmm. take my word for it. We might need to
2: break into the FIS headquarters and get those PDFs.
0: We might have to do, like, a Mission Impossible Tom Cruise scenario, laser beams.
2: We got that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Break in, see if we can get the PDF.
2: Whistleblowing on the (laughs) ball. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay, I have a question. Now, if you look a few years ago, uh, you know, there was a bigger gap between men and women's slopestyle runs. And the gap is closing shrinking it is there there and do you feel like as your time progresses that there's going to be no gap with this men's and women's slip styles running because it is getting close
1: i think they'll there might not necessarily be no gap but i reckon it will be extremely close i reckon like i said after the next olympics girls will be doing 18s for sure i mean Coco's doing the sixteen, I I wanna try sixteen. And yeah, it's it's gonna go wild after the
2: Olympics. What's your process on tricks that you know you're gonna want it? Like you're like, okay, I need a sixteen for slope and tricks you're like, I wanna do. Like that might not get you the W like, all right, this one sounds kinda fun, I'm gonna s I'm gonna play with it. Yeah. Well whether it's rails or jumps or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think for me, personally, I want to try back 12 again. I've only done that once. Maybe with, back 14. With Yeah. Sick. <laughs> I think at X Games, I was on such a high and I was like, didn't know what the heck was going on. I was like, I just want to try an 18. Fuck it, let's just try an 18. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, getting so hyped up for it. And then I was just like, oh, nah, I don't want to do it. But I think maybe within the next year or so i definitely want to try an 18 if there's a jump big enough just for fun like
2: a- <laughs> just for fun <laughs> 18 very, very,
1: relatable. I just, very fun i don't know i just think it would just like it would just be cool to do an 18 like if the guys are doing it the girls can do it for sure
2: yeah you have such a good switch takeoff Yeah, like, I, like not a lot of, a lot of people have some scary cab takeoffs and you have such a good fundamentally one that like you could you could chuck an 18 tomorrow and I'd be like, yeah, she'll probably land it within like two or three tries.
1: I think that's why I wanted to try it at X Games, because I was like the 14 felt like a 10. So if I threw an 18, it would feel like a 14. That was my logic behind it, but I think I was just caught up in the X Games gold at that point. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but I think caught, up, caught up in the DAP, maybe. Caught up in yeah, the DAP. Dude. The DAP got me.
1: The, the dap got me hyped. <laughs> the dap
0: happens. Yeah, I noticed a lot of bigger rotations happening, but the jumps are staying the same size. Like, do you do you see would you prefer a bigger jump line?
1: Probably not. I reckon right now the jumps are probably a good size. Like they're big enough to try new tricks, like newer and bigger tricks, but they're small enough to feel safe. Like the ones at X Games, that last one at X Games is probably Maybe after the Hell Week jump, that's probably the biggest jump I've
2: ever hit. So Sochi yeah. was gnar. Sochi was huge. The jumps were huge. So in people Sochi. were shook when they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> was like, dude, these are so sketchy. And I was like a, I was like a child of Super Park. So I showed up. Was like, dude, this is a bingo. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is looking good, you know. But you know, I've been a huge advocate Jackpot. for big air becoming big <laughs> air. Oh, is that? <laughs> Is it a make big air big again?
0: It's a, a make big air big
2: Like a hundred twenty foot step down. Now that I'm not doing it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're safe now. Now that I'm safe, I'm like, dude, you guys like build this thing way bigger and scarier. Like step down hundred twenty feet, switch switch back rodeo wins.
0: They basically will have like a, a stretcher at the bottom with an ambulance where people just come off they can scrape them into the onto the stretcher right into the ambulance so the, it's like
2: The ambulance is actually in the lip and it cut co- <laughs> yeah. you go off when you go off it just goes to I was However, I'm just going to say that, that you, might you just go. slide straight into
1: the ambulance as you land and go and yeah. then it just carries on driving away.
0: I like that. It's a little bit more gladiator. It's the, like it's more of a garage.
2: <laughs> the garage opens on the back of the lip and an ambulance comes. Yep. Out.
0: Yeah. I like that. It's not about best trick. It's like, can't you make it out unscathed?
2: I just want to see more like jacket flap. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for jacket flap. Yeah, Scary big. Scary. Intimidating. Super park, intimidating. The super park at Mammoth with that huge
0: jacker. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what that jump's called, but... Uh,
2: the one on uh, South Park, kind of. Yeah, the one that uh, T.J. Dawood built that was hundred twenty-five to the knuckle.
0: Guinea, it was like a back ten, pretty yeah. quick. Or did Brock?
2: Guineed? Or maybe Brock
0: Guinea it? Gine- yeah, Brock Gine- it. But that was like held. Ordered the double. Yep. Roll
2: thing. Yeah, the that. double roll. Yeah, that, you like, hit that if, too. Yep. Back one, back five, left. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm out of here <laughs> Oh my yeah. god But yeah, like, if you could have bottled up that jump Like 125, foot, it was actually For being 125 feet It was pretty safe TJ built it really good But, yeah, wa- like, just watching that live Like, I hit it a couple times and watched a couple people And I was like this is very entertaining. Yeah, like session like, for the ages. Yeah, session for the ages. Yeah. The problem is, is jumps
0: like that require a tremendous amount of snow. And no wind. <laughs> and no wind. <laughs> yeah. And oh a lot God. of Absolutely no and, wind. And as much speed as you can possibly get yeah. on a snowboard.
2: So it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, so super <laughs> so easy just, to do. Let's just make that happen. Yeah. Anywhere. Every world world tourist. At still. a nighttime, you know, at X Games <laughs> on an icy, <laughs> why not? <laughs> With a TV schedule, it's very strict. NBA game, yeah. overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so you down? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if we build it, you will go. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be the decision maker for this. Yeah, I, I, I'll guinea pig it, and then I'll get out of the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's crazy is that when you look at like skateboarding right now, the kids that are dominating like competitive skateboarding are like ten. I feel like, or I don't know, they're
2: babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
0: like, crazy. and it's like you're you're one of these. Prodigy children as well, like it just keeps getting younger and younger, and the kids are getting better faster. Where in like ten years, I'm
2: scared. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like it's gonna uh, be crazy. I, if you're 12 in a couple of years and don't have like back to back triples, you're washed. Yeah. you're washed up. <laughs> you're washed. Might as well start a podcast at age 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> you're done.
1: Dude. I remember watching the Olympics for skateboarding, and I remember seeing the podium, and it was just kids like 12 year old kids <laughs> and I was like how have I just missed the Olympic games when I'm 16 and there are kids that are winning the <laughs> skateboarding Olympics at 12 like
2: nuts skating. absolutely nuts it's over yeah. for us dinosaurs yeah start start learning how to turn yeah you know everyone what loves to
0: turn you know the you know the old famous saying about the backcountry
2: I don't <laughs> it's where old pro snowboarders go to die
1: oh I've heard that <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
2: When you can not leave the ground and you can still be everyone's favorite snowboard. Yeah. That guy, that guy, was, that guy was so sick. <laughs> what does he do now? Uh, not much, but pretty, yeah. he was pretty sick. He was really was he really
0: was cool. really sick. He's, yeah, but you would watch him turn. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's still got a clean dap, so <laughs> we'll re-sign him to another three. <laughs> well, he's tr- tried and true. He's tried and true. Right before we re-signed, we did hit a clean dap. And then that put him over the top. Three year in the docu sign. Three year in the docu sign. See you later. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we've gone
1: on like this rogue path now.
0: Yeah, we've it's, we've derailed. The plane has crashed yeah. into the Andes. If anybody's still listening, thank you. <laughs> I'm sure there's about th- all three of you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's just gonna be my dad at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: All of our close friends and family. <laughs>
0: yeah. I did hear you had a code red situation at locks open where you lost your headphones right before your run.
2: Oh my god. Well, do you go headphones in on run? Oh yeah. Two or one? Just one.
1: Oh. Although at X Games, I was I was feeling a bit different that day and I was like, I'm gonna rock two. So I had
2: two in. What kind of volume are we talking? Like High that's a good question. Full. Full vol like you don't hear the snow. Oh no. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy. That is nuts. I, but you, I go, <laughs> and you hit the dub. You hit the W. Yeah. Wow.
1: And I get all these notifications on my phone being like, volume turned down. And I'm like,
2: no and you were just cranking anthrax. Oh, Two yeah. headphones. And, wow. Yeah. Amazing. I'm going deaf by the time I'm 20. <laughs> but then you can start riding backcountry
0: yep. and everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah. and will be okay. Back, the backcountry podcast, and you're good. Yeah. You'll yep.
2: be chilling.
0: So, so, what happened with the headphone debacle?
1: Yeah. That was crazy. I turned up, literally they said to me, all right, course clear. And my headphones just stopped working. And I was like, oh no, 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 this can't be right. So I was letting everyone go past me. And I was like, I'm going to have to ride that music. So I took my headphones out, gave them to my coach, was lapping. I was actually having a really good training session without the headphones. I was like, oh, this could actually be a bit of a game changer for me. And then I got some of my mate's headphones and then did my last run of Lax Open with them. So I pretty much did the whole comp without <laughs> headphones. And,
2: well, I mean, you saw it all went to shit pretty much because <laughs> I fell on both my runs, but... So we're sticking with the headphones. Yeah, <laughs> You think you're going to get, like, a, a second set now?
1: Yeah, I've got two
0: in my bag, so...
2: Already ahead of it. Pro tip. Yeah. That's she's, a pro tip. She's on yeah. it, Sage, She's on That's it. That's a pro tip. <laughs> Okay, I we act have like you've been here.
0: We've got another guest question, our last guest questions from Craig McMorris. Here we go. Ooh.
2: Mia, Craig McMorris here, a uh, longtime caller, first time listener. Um, I have a question for you. So, you've won some really, really major events. What's something that has happened after winning those snowboard events that you really didn't expect or something that took you by surprise?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Pfft. Probably getting a Mustang off Ford after World Champs, I turned up at the airport and my dad was like, they've given you this for a week. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So yeah, I'd say that was probably the coolest thing that happened after I've won an event.
2: Car ain't bad. Respect. They used yeah. to give out cars for winning. They did, yep. Yeah, back, now, <laughs> back way before. Now they give <laughs> you like <laughs> now they give you like a bag of shillings and they're yes. like, come again, I hope. Yep. I
1: think at Kirby Air, I got like a goat. A goat horn on top of a helmet on a shield. Like it was, it's in my apartment. And I'm like I look at it, I'm like, that is one fucked up trophy.
2: You used to win a hundred grand in a car. Now you walk away with a couple shillings in your pocket.
0: They're <laughs> like, uh, first place, world champs, here's fifty dollars. Yeah. It cost me
2: six grand to do this trip.
0: Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. You actually owe us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's get into hot takes. Fun section of the show. We do this every episode. Um, This is kind of how it pertains to you. You know, your GOAT, your greatest of all all time, so to speak, both male and female. Who's your GOAT?
1: (sighs) Jamie Anderson or Dusty Henriksen.
0: Solid. Would you consider snowboarding an art form or a sport? Art form. (laughs) (laughs) In your opinion, who's one of the most underrated riders?
1: I'm going to have to say Tian Collins. Right.
0: Great answer. Great answer. And I agree. Uh, Steel or powder? Ooh. (laughs) Steel. Yes, that's correct. correct. Jones will
2: be so happy. Yeah, a lot of people get this one
0: wrong. She got it right. Yep, she did. She got it right. Um, Who's got your favorite style ever? Dusty. (laughs) Favorite method?
1: I'm going to say Jamie Lynn to make my dad happy.
2: (laughs) The last listener. (laughs) Okay, now he can stop listening. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, I. He's
0: like, he just heard that. He's like, I did, I did it right. right." (laughs) Exit. Yeah. Okay. uh, Your favorite snowboard video ever made, or we could substitute it for name a snowboard video. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Resonance. Yeah.
0: Resonance. Like it. Uh, Do you have a favorite snowboard graphic? Like favorite board graphic.
1: You know the Sims board with the skateboard on it? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Great answer. Uh, Favorite band or musical artist?
1: Metallica or Megadeth. Uh,
0: Pants over or under the high back?
1: It's however they sit on the day for me, but I'm going to have to say under.
0: Okay, wherever it hits, it sits. I like that. Uh, If you go heliboarding with three people, good times. Who are you taking?
1: (laughs) Jamie Anderson, Sven Thorgren, Probably Sage.
2: Wow. I made it in. in. (laughs) That's because she needs her metal back. (laughs) (laughs) Strictly because I have
0: this Let me take that thing for a test drive. Let me take that thing for a test drive. It's kind of heavy. Is it? Yeah. Sage has actually been doing a lot of these neck exercises at the sec. So he's (laughs) getting himself in shape. Yeah. Oh, wow. This thing's nice. This thing's, yeah, that's beauty. Like the budget was, the budgets were a little tight when it came to the, uh, the, the chain. Lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they made the medals like,
2: fuck. Made the medals like rope and <laughs> some like yarn from <laughs> Walmart.
0: Just, we just went over budget. We got the, we got the medals themselves, but okay. Uh, then we got, um, dream sponsor, anything in the world doesn't have to be snowboard related. What do you got?
1: Maybe, uh, probably a car brand. Maybe like Ford
0: or Dodge. Mm. Ford or Dodge. I'm a, I got a Dodge. Yeah, Sage has a Dodge. a Dodge. His motto is, if you can't Dodge it, <laughs> ram it. That's his motto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, worst trend. What do you got? Skinny ripped jeans. Oh, <laughs> I cannot do skinny
1: ripped jeans. I don't even know why people went there in the first place. <laughs> And that was
0: hot takes. And those were some hot takes. Those were good. Yeah. Those were solid. Those weren't lukewarm. Those were scorching. Intimidating. Those were intimidating and scorching hot. Uh, okay, let's get into setups. What board are you rocking? What are you riding these days?
1: I'm riding Birds of a Feather, 148 wide, Capita, badass board. Yeah.
0: And then uh, what bindings?
1: The Union Trilogies. Super nice.
0: You, what, do you, what do you do to set that thing up? Anything special?
1: Nothing special. Just wax it, just shred it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Boom! I love it. Don't overthink it, guys. Don't overthink it. Mia, what uh, what angles you running? I think it's
1: like 15s. Both? Just yeah, just under. Yeah. Although one, me and one of the Canadian boys are having not an argument, but we had an heated debate. At X Games that one of them is more angled than the other, and it's not, but it
2: does look like it. Like mm-hmm. the bat, like the back one more. <laughs> You're up, maybe like a Montclair setup, dude. Yeah, that? yeah. Did you? Montclair <laughs> angles. Yeah. Montclair. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> Montclair angles on
0: this one. <laughs> negative sixty, and <laughs> then also <laughs> negative one twenty on
2: the other side. Yeah,
1: dude, that that's so crazy, and I can't believe Sean White is like. <laughs>
2: Oh man! That Let's was be
1: artistic and put our bindings opposite ways.
0: Unreal. Or maybe they're just geniuses. They're like, if we put our bindings like this, everyone will talk about it. That has to be what because it is. it's so horrendous.
1: I mean, it's working. It's
2: working. It's I, good did, yeah, I bought it. Moncler. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't buy the more? <laughs> I immediately things. went to the website. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. such things, bad press, guys. I yeah. caught that six thousand dollar board. Yeah, is that what it is? That's it? I don't
0: know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I think it might be three. I, is it for sale? I swear, I I was clicking around the other day. I, they're, they're outrageously yeah. expensive. It's, it's on the like, screen right now for the viewers. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably doing fake news. So just anybody <laughs> throw out a number. <laughs> yeah, make something up.
2: It was four grand. <laughs> cool.
0: Um, and then do you ride the you ride the spe- like factory board. As it comes from Capita, you don't get specials made, right?
1: I used to ride it, like, straight from the factory. But as of this season, I got um, Capita to put, like, a faster base in it. But,
0: yeah. As I far, mean, Yeah, as far as the constructions, what
2: the consumer gets, basically, though. Yeah. Essentially, right? Yeah. Which is really cool, you know? I think that's... Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I back when people actually just shred what the manufacturer makes. I think it's kind of crazy when people don't.
0: Yeah. That's I mean... Just, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's brands that a lot of people... they. Totally different board, totally different graphic because they want it to look like.
2: Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah,
0: it's kind of false advertising
2: in a sense. Yeah. Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> Don't <laughs> rile me up. Do we, do we want to go down this wormhole? or <laughs> Should we get Jay Stone in here? <laughs> oh. Where do you source this? Where are the stringers sourced from? Okay. Okay. Um, you know, we pretty much did it, guys, but we do want to know what's next for Mia Brooks.
1: Going to go shred copper for a few weeks and then due tour in about four weeks so yeah and then shred till the end of the year
0: clean solid (laughs) intimidating intimidating (laughs) intimidating schedule (laughs) yeah yeah. that is I am significantly more intimidated now than when we started Um, and lastly do you want to throw any thank yous or anything before we wrap this thing up
1: probably just say thanks to everyone that's helped me to get on this podcast today and to where I am today because I wouldn't have an next game to go without you guys. So yeah, big respect.
2: We did it, guys. Much like other listeners, she's still going up. Yep. (laughs) Some are going down. Yes, this is true. This is true. But I just want to say
0: thank you guys for coming on the show, co-hosting. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. it. banter marathon. Mia, thank you for coming on. Thank you, guys. Been a pleasure. Silk D, you did great. Thank you. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our Patreon members, all of our sponsors, everybody that tunes in and subscribes and listens and supports. We appreciate you guys so much, all of snowboarding. We got another episode coming at you next Wednesday over and out from the bomb hole.